When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. This is our second to last one over here at Sideshow Network. Uh, but it's going to be great. Uh, we have a, uh, a great guest in studio, a beautiful, amazing, badass chick, Colleen Schneider. Uh, so honored to have you, um, as well as CB Gold, another badass guy in his own his own right. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Listen, Tip a Fighter. Fighters are underpaid. Okay, some of these fighters uh, are getting a thousand dollars, two thousand five. It's it's ridiculous. They have to work two, three, four jobs. Well, now you can tip the fighters directly. We could actually uh, show the fighters how much we appreciate them by giving them money. Uh, I'm sure they they need it, and uh, it feels good to give. Uh, I know Aljamain Sterling just signed up this week to tip a fighter. He's fighting this Sunday against Brian Caraway. So if Aljamain puts on the performance that he wants, throw that dude cash, okay? Because uh, uh, I'm sure Colleen knows camps are expensive and everything's expensive. And then you got to give the, the manager and the lawyer and the, this one and that one. Before you know it, you owe money. So uh, tipafighter.com, tip a fighter. Fighters, you're in there anyway. Might as well make some more money. All right. I uh, had a good week. It was my birthday week. I had a crazy... Uh, I, you had a show Thursday night that CB came to at the Ha Ha. There was some annoying girl heckling. Uh, oh, and it's, it's, CB's like, get her, get her. He runs over to me before the show and tells me to get her. Which I, then I, And then I'm like wanting to get her. Then I'm like, I got to focus on my, my act. Uh, there was about 20 people there, right? There were, maybe less. Maybe less. It was, it, was, uh, it was pretty interesting. It was light, but some girl kept heckling. Uh, but I, I, I think I got her pretty good. I told her, I said, uh, what did I say? You were the only one that got her to shut up, though. Because she kept yapping during everyone's set. Everyone's set. The dude that was taking the IDs and, and uh, at the ticket booth to yeah. get in, when he performed, he didn't do any material. He just talked to her the whole time. he was just telling her, like, just yeah, heckling I, the heckler. I don't, know. Don't you also have fighters at your shows, though? Can't you just tell someone to go choke her out? Uh, basically, that's, thank you for it? that's really what should have happened. Uh, but, but, I, I, but then I did a show after that, which is funny, because like Wednesday night I'm at the Improv. It's sold out. It's like... Jeselnik, Dane Cook, me, Wanda Sykes, and then the next. It's just how comedy is. The next night, I'm doing a bar gig, uh, which, which I, you know, I, I'm working on new material. But there was this, there was like three people there, and uh, two of them were on a date, and they're just talking by the bar, having a full on date in the middle of the room. There's no stage, just you in the middle of the room. So then I start, like, they're not even listening. So I start, like, doing an impression of what he's telling her. Like, like, <laughs> like baby, I swear to God, it's you. I'll, I'll like, get rid of my girlfriend. And the guy's wearing a fedora and eyeliner. And then he's like, he says something to me. And I'm like, sir, I, I'm not going to get heckled by a guy with a fedora and eyeliner. And he's like, well, 20 bucks says. And I'm like, tw-, I'm like you don't have 20 bucks. You spend it all on Revlon. And then the whole place <laughs> is running back and forth. I mean, I got him pretty good, so I was happy about that. And then uh, Friday, I just kind of relaxed. I wrote some jokes. I went for a five-mile run. And um, then my girlfriend, and we went, we, uh, she got me, went out for Chinese food. She got me a birthday gift. She got me Guns N' Roses tickets. 
Uh, I was, which she knew so that I was serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were serious when you told her that. Oh, I was actually. Well, of course, I wanted Guns N' Roses tickets. I didn't think she was going to get them for me, but she, she, she got. She was That's giving me a, a solid present. She was giving me a blowjob, and then she's like, <laughs> and then she's like, and then she stopped halfway through and said, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I'm like, because uh, uh, I said nothing initially. Then I'm like, Guns N' Roses tickets. Then she got me that three shirts, made me a cake. Uh, Wait, was, so she made the cupcakes. So and then you should always yeah. request things while you're getting a blowjob. Is the lesson here? Well, I was just honest. Anything you ask me, if you if you give me a blowjob and then you stop, and and then <laughs> all I'm thinking is I want this blowjob to continue. You know, so I'm going to tell you the truth. Whatever you ask me, I will. 100% tell you the truth. Which I have a new is, idea for a lie detector test. Yes, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> anything you want Josh to know, that's uh, <laughs> um, you're, you're, uh, you're welcome, Josh. Uh, so, so then, uh, so then, she, yes, she got me the cake too. Got me all this stuff. Then we went saw the, this movie, probably the worst movie I've seen in years. A rumor, uh, what is it? Uh, Neighbors two. Neighbors two. Why? Neighbors why, one. Why was it bad? Why did, why you, did go you go see, see it? it? There was nothing else playing. There was really nothing. Else. I should have once saw the, the the cat movie with Key and Peele. That's what I should have saw. Oh, Keanu. Yeah, that's what I should have seen. But I don't watch Key and Peele. Neither do I. But here it's great. Uh, but I hate seeing movies when I don't actually watch. I feel like yeah. I'm like a like a like a like a phony. You know, it's like you go see a band when they have one hit. You, you just, I don't feel like I'm really. I don't know. So, or like the only hit you know versus like everyone else is like a hardcore fan. Hey, Hanson puts on a good show. Hanson does. <laughs> so we saw Neighbors 2 and look, the first one was great. This one, you know, look, I'm all for feminism, which is great. But when they tricked me into seeing a documentary on feminism and they disguise it as a movie, this is basically what I saw, which is which was, look, I think equal rights. I'm all for women's equal rights, equal pay. One hundred percent. I have no problem with that. But if I but but if they would have said like feminist documentary and I would have went and seen that versus thinking you're seeing a Seth Rogen, you know, dick joke movie. And then all of a sudden it's like. Women are as good as men, if not better, which is like great. But it, it really became like they tricked me into seeing it, which, which is fine. It just it was just not what I was expecting. It was it was it, it was I agreed with their messages, but I didn't laugh at the movie at all. There were no jokes, just lots of really good points. Um, false advertising. It's completely false advertising. I think uh, if you're trying to stress feminism, you need a better lead <laughs> than Seth Rogen. Because if you're trying to say like, oh, he's kind of know, the perfect way to stress. <laughs> you think like Zac Efron would be better? Like we are equal, and I can do whatever. And it was unbelievable. Seth it was Rogen. like, it was just so. It, it was strange. It was like forced feminism in a movie that the dialogue made. It was just such ridiculous. So that was cool. And then uh, Saturday, I had two shows. The first show was sold out at the Haha, and there was another heckler. This girl that was like sitting right by the stage and just chiming in with the worst kind of heckler because. She's talking so that the comics can hear, but the audience can't. So if you snap on her, the crowd just thinks you're being a dick because they don't, they don't hear what you're hearing. So finally, I just looked at her, and it was a very big, it was a big woman. And I said, uh, I said to her, listen, I got this. And then she, I go, what do you do for a living? She's like, I'm a, I'm a, a porn star. I was like, she, I, I think she really might have been a porn star. <laughs> but like the fact that porn star could just be given to anybody who does porn is bullshit. Like – to me, like Jenna Jameson's a porn star, or you know, Kaylani Lay, yeah, maybe or, like porn actress. Yeah, right. right. Like, Somebody who had sex on camera, maybe, is what she is. <laughs> so it's Kim it's like anyone who's been in a movie saying, "I'm a movie star." Exactly. 
Uh, right. All right. Right. So then I was like, Can we uh, keep her around. She's, she's the best. <laughs> she's the best. So she, I'm like, you're a porn star. She goes, don't hate. I'm like, and I wanted to say the only thing that hates you right now is the chair, you know, <laughs> but I didn't But that would have been totally. So then I was like, listen, I know you're used to, but you had just seen a feminist documentary. So you felt like that was a little harsh. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Cause I was like, listen, I know you're used to having your mouth open, but not at a comedy show. So it was a little bit lighter. Uh, and then the that second, works on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> then the second show, this guy, these two guys were coked out of their minds, right? Because I said I do a joke where I used to have a cocaine problem, but overcame it through poverty, right? So I do the joke. I used to have a cocaine problem, and the guy yells out, "Yeah, cocaine!" <laughs> before I even got to the punchline, right? So then I'm just like, so then I, I then he ruined the joke. So then I go to a girl. I'm like, "What are you?" Like I, I was like, I'm "Like what nationality are you?" And he's like, "She's a woman." Okay, treat her with respect. I, all I ask is, what are you? So then the, the, then the bouncer goes and talks to her, and the guy goes, I'm really sorry for my outburst. I go, you are like the, loud like that? Loud, yeah. I go, sir, I don't want to ever be a boss, because you'll just like be like, you're fired. You're getting a raise. Most bipolar fucking heckler. So that was you have that. You're the most awesome shows. Oh. Every time at one of your shows, something funny, like outside of the actual comedy yeah, of course. happens. Which is exactly, I don't know. I know. So that's really what it is. Uh, and then so I spent all, all Sunday just uh, just writing jokes. So, uh, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. I went to PWG on Friday. Saw we Colleen were, there. Yeah, both at PWG for Wrestling Gorilla Friday night. It was insane. It was great. Yeah, it was. Epic, it was a lot always. of fun. Yeah. And um, I was going to tell you actually, Colleen, that I found out by talking to Del Rio outside, he was going to answer Galloway's open challenge, and then realized oh. that WWE would have shafted him. Oh, but that would have been so uh, what, You guys are speaking Spanish. What the fuck the, are you guys talking about? There was about? a wrestler at PWG that works for WWE. Yeah. And their contracts in WWE are so ironclad that they can't take other bookings. They yeah. can't do surprise stuff. And somebody challenged The UFC them? basically One, took WWE contracts as a model. Right. Yeah. And there was a guy whose opponent didn't show up because his son was sick, so he couldn't make it. So the guy comes out and he goes, nobody wants to fight me. Nobody wants to fight me. And it was a big name out of... he's uh, I think he's Scottish. Yeah. And... So this big, like, former world champ from WWE was behind the curtain, and he was going to answer it, and they were like, we don't want to get in trouble with WWE. We don't want you to get in trouble with WWE. So he didn't do it, but he went outside, and he was talking mad shit about WWE. Really? Oh, the like, guy who in WWE was talking yeah, about it? He said, he's, yeah, he was oh, talking a lot of shit. You can blast him on there. That's not good. You don't want to get the guy in trouble. Well, that, oh, he that was, was telling was everybody. privately afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, but he was, he was telling everybody and like... No longer private, no. Yeah, no longer the, private. He was just... <laughs> No, he he's not one of the guys that was like, you know, I don't want people to know. But anyways, yeah, PWG was awesome. Saturday, I spent some time with my mom. I taught her how to use Chromecast. I taught her how to use her Apple TV. I taught her how to order photos. Maybe you could uh, teach me all this shit, too, because I, no, I don't know how to do any of that. I, I could probably. I could, I'm pretty technologically Good. advanced. You're on mom level with your technology. I'm on, I'm on grandma level. I, don't, I, I still have AOL. I'm not even kidding. I don't even. I have like a Gmail account. I don't even. You even I, dial up modem. I really do. <laughs> I refuse to. I, I, don't, I don't have any of the new Apple TV or the Netflix. I have it on my. I don't know how to get it on my TV. I, I, my we'll my internet out. went out yesterday, and I don't have cable. I use HBO now, so I couldn't watch Game of Thrones. Ooh. I was Ooh. like tweet and I wanted thirty, to cry and I'm on the you. phone with Time Warner, going, "You guys have to fix this now!" <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm like Game of Thrones. Come on, like that's the linchpin that's going to get them to somehow yeah. fix what they couldn't otherwise. Is the fact that I need to watch Game of Thrones. So, Colleen, you, we are so honored to have you. Uh, I'm, I, I'm really proud of you. Uh, you've Thank come you. such a long way. 
I don't think that you realize how long. I mean, I know that it's, it's <laughs> but maybe it's just sometimes it's hard to be in, you know. But how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I mean, I fought. I fought two weeks ago. Um, took a little time off and having some fun, getting back into training and uh, looking forward to the next thing. That's you look physically. You look amazing. You you look you know, so ripped. Kind of my thing. <laughs> Jesus, you looked you looked great. Uh, and how did you think the fight went? Um, there were, I, I my reaction is always to be super critical of myself, so I'm trying to balance that a bit, right? There was good and bad in it. Um, I was the first person in the last nine fights to take her to a decision, right? She's finished everyone else, um, especially considering I think a lot of people thought I was going to get my ass kicked in that fight. But uh, but she she won. She definitely won. And uh, there were points in it where I felt like she was like almost willing to break or to give, and I didn't I didn't do enough to take the fight. I was too uh, too worried about her offense that I didn't put my own offense on her. Um, but man, it's one, like I know I want that fight again. I want her to keep the belt. I want to go beat a couple other people up and fight Tanya again. For the first round, uh, she was like a left a left hook, right? Yeah, real early, and that was actually it's funny. Her punches, I feel like it's almost like Diaz style. Like they don't look like there's anything on them, but they're hard. Yeah, she she's a tough girl. Now, how were you? Were you rocked? I mean, was the was the room upside down, kind of? Or I was rocked for a second on that that hook in the first, which is a big part of why I ended up spending most of that first round. Yeah, you know, on the bottom on the ground in a. I was, it was just a matter of being like, all right, you're, you're okay. Get your wits back. Get your head together. You can survive here. Try and work back to a better position. And then um, I feel like like by the end of the fight, each round went on, and I was getting more and more into my game. And, uh, like, I, I just, you know, yeah, I, I would have kept I, going. I honestly was like, uh, <laughs> I was nervous for her. I want, you know, I know both of you, so I was like, I wasn't really rooting for anyone. I know Tanya a little better just because she's been on the show, like, five or six times. Uh, and I've always, like, I've always liked Tanya because I feel like she's such an underdog and I feel like she gets no credit for like, they don't, they don't really promote her. And like, I just feel like she just sort of like, is just like, they almost don't want her to win. They keep, but it's weird with her because she's also tough. She's a tough chick, you know, like, but very rugged girl. But I, I know you. And I was like, so was, I was, I was rooting for a good fight, but I was like in the third or fourth, you were throwing some crazy wheel kicks. Uh, and I'm like, man, you, a couple of them came real close. Yep. Yeah, uh, but not close enough. <laughs> but I thought I was like, shit. She, I I was like, Colleen might is my catcher. She she might she might break. I think like you're saying she might she might break her because you were you were really coming on strong with those. You know. Uh, I think she expected me to just quit earlier in the fight, and I didn't. Yeah. Right. Like her top game's good. Her pressure's good. Her control's really good. But I knew that. And I knew that was going to be the case going into it. So we got to talk. She came on the show and said, "You hear the, her interview." On on your show? Yeah. No. Uh-uh. She I said, know she came on with Nato. <laughs> well, she came on and said that you that you didn't shave and that there was like it was hair everywhere <laughs> by by your crotch. Uh, that's that that, that that's sounds not tr- like something Tanya would say. That's not true, right? That's, you can go ask Josh. I'll ask. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna come close to asking. <laughs> I was gonna say that could be the Josh worst decision you'd ever make. I'm just saying that's what she said. Uh, so I wanted to just you know to ha- to get your rebuttal. I, I don't. I wanted to give you a chance. I don't to re- really feel like I need to create a rebuttal there, but yeah, no, there was not hair in her face. Okay. All right. That's all right. Did she not say that? You were here. I no. She I did say no that. I have no doubt that that sounds exactly <laughs> like something Tanya would say. I'm not the least surprised. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I, I noticed that Josh during your fight stands all the way in the back. 
doesn't come like with the other girls. He corners the girls that he that he coaches. He doesn't coach me. No, he doesn't coach you. No, uh-uh. uh, that's why he's not in the corner. Oh, I was wondering. I thought maybe he was nervous for you, or like. Well, he is. He's a nervous wreck. He's watching his girlfriend fight. Right. He, he like plays it very cool though, but I could tell he's nervous because I, 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 I watch him watch you sometimes, <laughs> and uh, and, he, and he, you could tell he's nervous because he's not like normally when I see him, he's got a big smile on his face, and this time he's just like hi. And I'm like, it's almost like I'm like, fuck, is, is Josh mad at me? Like, I hope Josh isn't mad at me. And, and then, you but then know. I, but then I realize that he's watching. Oh, he's watching his girlfriend. Yeah. Of course, he's a nervous wreck. Which I totally get because I get like that when he fights too. Right. You know, there's like kind of the two sides of it. One, just as a fighter, I'm like, you fucking just go murder them, Rawr. You know. And then the other part of me is like, oh god, my boyfriend's gonna go get punched in the face. This is like, this is gonna be horrible. I feel like it's easier though for a girlfriend to watch their boyfriend than for a boyfriend to watch their girlfriend. <laughs> think so really i think that's just like and i understand that idea kind of coming from the outside but if you look at it we're both we're both fighters like there's not really a reason for gender to even play into that i'm still watching a person i love and care about get in there and fight and he's doing the same thing that's a good point now i know that like when i wrestled in high school and college if like weeks out i was a fucking you couldn't go near me if i was cutting weight i was just like leave me alone i'm not in a good mood especially in college i was making that 15 pound cut are you are you guys like that too? Well, he's a heavyweight, so isn't that? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm cutting weight, I'm like, "Damn you, heavyweight!" Um, no, I actually think I I'm pretty chill. I'll, of course, I'll have moments where, like the last, two weeks before, I'm like, "Okay, guys, I might be a bitch. It's not your fault. It's me. Right? <laughs> I'm I'm hungry." Um, but I deal I deal with the weight cut pretty well. Like even when I'm actually doing my water cut, I'm really good about just staying calm and level. I'm like, "This is what you have to do." flip out it's only gonna make it worse and waste energy so you seem so level-headed like when i when i talk to you i'm just like damn like maybe i don't know if it's because you're level-headed or your friends are insane because <laughs> because i see you with like juliana pena and i'm like i, I and i love juliana but we know She's juliana insane. and then and then the, the shana <laughs> marina jessamine trio uh you know and then you you stand out as, as being very like big sister normal is that is, is that that is that how you are because your friends or are you just normal i feel like i'm a pretty reasonable level-headed person in general like i try to approach everything logically and just you know you can act through emotion or you can act through reason and i really try and act through reason well you went to berkeley yes and i did my research on you <laughs> when you went to berkeley uh did you graduate from berkeley yeah i have a degree in physics from berkeley wow that's one of the best schools in the country it is, yeah. Were you one of those crazy liberal girls that were protesting everything on Fox News? Or? No, no. I mean, I, 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 I skew that way, obviously. I, you know, going to Berkeley is kind of the general atmosphere there. But I was, while I was there, I was doing physics and I was doing Taekwondo. And that took all my time and energy. Black really. belt Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's where the, the spinning kicks came in. Yes, yeah, yes. That, that is where the spinning kicks came in. <laughs> Yeah. Or gave it away, Adam. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm on this. I'm on this. People think that sometimes I don't pay attention. Why is she yelling in Korean? I could, oh. I could figure. Now, was it uh? So tai- Now, I took Taekwondo when I was in uh, in like ten or eleven. You were in ten when I was I was ten years old. And but you got a belt every three months. It was the biggest bullshit. Every three months, I got a belt. And then I remember I didn't pass my test, but my like. Six-year-old brother did, and I started crying because like he could break a board and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but I I found it kind of a it was sort of a McDonald's Taekwondo. I think they kind of got a bad news like these McDojos. Yeah, Josh it, likes to call that take one's dough. T- take one's dough. <laughs> but but you went to the real thing. 
Yeah, UC Berkeley has the best collegiate taekwondo program in the country and has for, for decades, really. Like, we won nationals every year that I was there. The Lineage Wonder is from, from Yongin University, just outside of Seoul in Korea, and it's legit. Like, I feel good about my black belt, and I also taught there, and I would not belt people that I did not think she'd get a belt. Like, I was very tough on them. And I oh, think, you gave the belts? Yeah, I taught there for a while, too. How many uh, boards could you break at once? Um... I've broken, I don't know how many boards I've broken, a number. I've broken three or four bricks at once. Bricks. You know, you, did, you do all that. It's part of your belt test. You've broken, like, those big cement bricks? Yeah. You could break those? Yeah, and I've done, like, spinny kicks, breaking well, boards. Well, how come when Tanya's coming for a double leg, you don't just fucking... I don't just break her head like Tiger palm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's some uh, disconnect in the application there. <laughs> Supports the boards just sitting stacked up in an actual person. Could you hit a brick and then, like, the bottom one breaks? Like... The, and not break the top yeah. ones? No. How do, how do people do that? Um, they transition their chi. Is that, is I would honestly think no. there'd have to be a difference in the bricks themselves. Like, you'd have to ah, kind of put the, the driest, kind of easiest one to crack on the bottom. And maybe a little bit, like... Fucking amazing. He's heartbroken more, now. I, I, His yeah. whole life has just come crashing down. This is complete bullshit, man. Uh, now, no, but, but, like, you started off your career one and four. So all you people out there who are one and four listening... <laughs> Okay, you could fight for a championship one day. Uh, you won it for you start off, but they put you in against these like your first fight was against uh, what's her name, Sarah, Sarah Delia, and then Liz Carmouche. Um, Those yeah. are fucking chicks with a lot of fights. Yeah, do you have like the worst management in the world? Like, why well, I would didn't they have a manager? I was just like, I want to fight. Yes, well, yes, whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> so you fight Sarah Delio, uh, right? Her name Delilio. What happened to her? Because I always see her like beating good girls, but then. We don't hear her name very much. Yeah, I, I feel like she's she can perform very well, but she's not consistent with it. But she just went down to 125 and Invicta and Ooh. beat Andrea Lee. Oh, she beat Andrea. Right. Yeah. Lee tested positive for something. Did she? Yeah, she got banned for like a year. But I think it was – I don't know what it was. It might have been like a – I'm not sure if – she said she didn't know. She didn't want on purpose. It might have been one of those like weight-cutting things where like – but she, yeah, she's, she's – she's, She's fucked for a year. She looked ripped. That's up. unfortunate. Yeah, I like her. I really her. like her as a fighter a lot. I like her as a person, a fighter. That was a good fight. That fight could have yeah. went. And then she, I actually was. tipped her. Tip a fighter. I get, even on the loss, I tipped her. <laughs> she so was on the, what, the Tropicana <laughs> Vegas card? <laughs> what? She was on the Vegas Tropicana card? Yeah. That last one? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was one of those fights. So Sarah, yeah. I find that with a lot of girls, like uh, Invicta Chicks, were like, like, I never heard of them. And then I looked them up. I'm like, oh, shit, this girl's been around. Yeah. Like, you know, because we haven't had big stages, so maybe we've had a lot of fights and fought a lot of good people, but it's not in the UFC. Right. So people don't know. Now, you and Shayna, Shayna Baszler are good friends, right? Yeah. Now, but when Shayna beat you on the Ultimate Fighter, she was like, how dare she? We weren't friends then. Shayna and I did not know. Obviously, we knew who the other person was, but we did not know each other before the fight. We actually became friends after Tough. Did she apologize for acting like an idiot? Yeah, after that? she apologized for being a douchebag. What did she say? She's just, it's her, it's her thing. She's like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, douchebag Shayna. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, Marina doesn't talk to me anymore. Uh, I think Jessamine Duke is like, I said hi to her at Evicta. I'm not sure if she's awkward or if it, if it was awkward, <laughs> but Shayna's still my girl. So thank you, Shayna, for being your own person. I know Shayna was at PWG with us on Friday night. Then her and I, along with Angela Hill, were at Amana Marth on Saturday night. Oh, wow. That was Kick yeah, I saw those pictures. What is that? What's, <laughs> it's a band. It's a metal band. Oh, 
You guys are way too cool for me. I'm, I'm 38 now. <laughs> I'm like, I saw Third Eye Blind. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, you're 38. My grandfather turned 94 today. <clears throat> wow. And he's on a cruise right now, loving life. And nice. he knows how to use Apple TV. Yeah, hey, I'm sure he does. No. I mean, he's, he's pretty computer literate, but... This dude, uh, I don't know if you know the story about CB Gold, how he came. It was so funny. This is how... This is how funny CB is, right? His eyes just got really big. So Colleen fights for the title, right? She, she has the biggest fight in her career probably was Invicta. She goes five rounds. Afterwards, she's tired. But I have to say hello to you because I'm not going to leave. And I'm not going to be that dick who like – it's like and I know you, but I don't want to leave and not say hello to you because, oh, you lost. I don't want you to think, oh, you lost. I'm not talking to you. At the same time, I want to give you your space. But unfortunately and fortunately, Invicta is in a small enough space where you could actually talk to the people. It's not like the Lakers. You don't have to go up to the Lakers afterwards. So I see you over there, and you're tired, and you go over there. So I go up to you, and I'm like, hey, I Colleen. I was probably more angry than tired. You look tired, angry. Okay. So I, <laughs> uh, my vocabulary is not very good. So I, 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 so I go up to you, and I'm like, hey, uh, good fight. And then you went up to me, you're like, hey. I met your co-host. Like, that's how much of an influence you are. Where you're like, yeah, I met your strange co-host. This is not like, the first time I've heard. Wait, did, she, did you say strange? No, she didn't say strange. I just put that in there. But it's yeah, just funny that. He always adds verbs but it's or just funny. It's about funny me. that she's in a fight and she's thinking about you a minute after she fights. That's yeah, I, have how, the, I have that effect on you. You have that the effect on you. The whole time I was here. fighting, I was thinking about you too, really. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was amazing. So, <laughs> so CB was a fan. So for two years, wrote me every day how I make my show better. And, and, and like what he loves, what he doesn't like. So finally, I'm like, man, this that. guy cares more about my show than anybody than I think than I do. So I, I made him the co-host. So uh, he's been great. He actually, he's been uh, this student knows more about fighting than anybody I've ever met in my life. And it's probably a good thing I won't be here for our last show on Thursday because I was going to trash the studio when we were done. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, Colleen. So you started off one and four, but then you then you went on a streak. You went on like this hot streak where you won three in a row. You fought in. Uh, in Japan, right? I fought in Japan. I fought in India. I fought in Mexico. <laughs> what was it like in Japan? Japan was awesome. I fought for Pancrase, which was... I have always wanted to fight in Japan. Like, when I first started watching MMA, I didn't know what the hell the UFC was. I was just watching Pride. And I thought it was the coolest thing on the planet, right? So I, just, I, I wanted to fight in Japan and fight Pride Rules, which I didn't get to do because everyone's going to Unified now, which is lame. But uh, fighting over in Japan is so, so cool. Tokyo is just an amazing city. Right, the whole culture there, it's nuts. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was great. It was just really, it was really awesome. Yeah, you won. You, you, you kicked some ass. You I won. Did, though I don't know if I'll be able to go back there because they, I am uh, slightly larger than the average Japanese female. <laughs> so they ended up flying someone from Hawaii for me to fight. But they just don't really have any 35ers for me to fight. And I was really, really trying to get a fight with Rin Nakai. Oh, She's yeah. going down to 25 now. And I'm, I've fought 25 a couple times. And I'm not going to do it again. You, I think you're too big for 25. I am. Yeah. yeah, no, but I remember watching your fight. Like, uh, you've had so many. So, I mean, your first fight in Invicta was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, you went, you went out there. You just got. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! But since then, you, like your your fight against uh, Raquel. I, I've been to your last two fights. That was a war. Uh, a war. I mean, her eye was fucked afterwards. Yeah. That was a great fight for you. Kevin um, Lee got in so much trouble for that. Like the next week. Because they were walking around L.A. together, and she's got the blown up <laughs> yeah, eye. Everyone thinks he beat her up. Uh, Dude, I love when I get black eyes, but I just I don't get them very much. Like even after I went five rounds with Tanya, I didn't have a black eye. But I like it because then I'll be like, I'll walk around with Josh and kind of cower. Like, ah, I won't do it again. I'm so sorry. Now, the first time I ever met you, uh, you came to my show with Josh, 
and your ex boyfriend was there, <laughs> yeah. John Wood. <laughs> and I didn't. I had no idea any of this was going on. Right. So John Wood. Who's your ex? I think he was there with his girlfriend at the time, Jenna Jameson. He was with Jenna Jameson. <laughs> uh, he was with Jenna Jameson, some other guy, his best friend. I forgot the guy's name. Nice guy. And Mike Chiesa. And then yeah. you're with Josh. And I'm on stage at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. And I'm like, guys, I got some great friends here. Really good, really good <laughs> fighters. Give it up for Josh Barnett. And give it up for John Wood. And it was like, they're right next to them. And I'm like, I don't know any of the history Fucking John Wood told me he's like, dude, I thought the guy was gonna attack me. Like he's like, he's like, I thought it was gonna be a fucking brawl in the middle of your comedy show. Just to be clear, if Josh attacked John, there would be no brawl. I was yeah. gonna say the same thing. But there was three of them. There was three of them. That would them. be no, over was, very it was, fast. It was Kiesa and that other guy too. I uh, forgot the other guy's name. Nice guy. He fought in Strike Force. The other guy. Uh, oh, wasn't it Phil Dace? Yeah, Phil Dace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now, uh, now John was your trainer in Vegas. Yeah, and then you go to. You go to uh, L.A. and then you, you date the trainer there. No, Josh and I were dating before. Oh, yeah. okay. How did, how did Josh pick you up? We met at Tough when I fought Shayna because he was there coaching Shayna. <laughs> so Shayna claims ultimate wingman status on, on mine and Josh. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it was even the fact that she beat me. She immediately went into the house and I didn't. So everybody that lost. Um, and it's actually Gina Mazzani who you – yeah, we dated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was buddies with Josh from Seattle. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I'd met Gina on the show and we're like, fuck it. Let's all just go out and drown our sorrows. We just fucked up this giant opportunity. Didn't get on the ultimate fighter. And she hit up Josh and he came out with us. So that's how I met him. Now, Josh seems like a very, he's a very metal guy. Very serious. Says, I, I've talked to him. Says the most fucked up shit I've ever heard in my life. What do with, you mean? With a very straight face. Like, like, like he said, he's like, I want to pee in Dana's mouth. Like, like <laughs> But he says it like an accountant. So you're like, you're like, wait, did I just fucking hear? And he's a very imposing guy with this warped sense of humor. Basically, you're like, so is your boyfriend actually a psychopath? Honestly, I think MMA is saved his life because I really think there'd be dead bodies. I'm not sure if there aren't, okay? <laughs> but I really think that Josh Barnett is probably one of the craziest, nicest, but he's like legitimately scary. He's very, he's a very intense person. He's legitimately scary. Very like intense. he's a guy, a guy that I would, I would honestly like. Never, not that I want to fuck with any fighter, but he's the kind of guy that has no emotion and he'll fucking murder you. Well, he's like, you know, like more the, like the old school fighter guys would just like really, they were really fighters, not yeah. necessarily just athletes, but fighters. Yeah. They fucking throw down and give a fuck. He's of that, you know, that elk. But he also has this totally lighthearted, really dorky side. Too. Dorky side. And he's very, very good to female fighters. Like he's, he's on, <laughs> no, I'm not, 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 not know, like, but like he's a really good coach. Warm guy, got a big heart. Yeah, for, you know? for years and years, he's always he's never taken them as a sideshow. He's always trained women as if they're they're fighters. And as a wrestling coach who coaches women, I, I really appreciate that because first of all, I think I, I think coaching girls is so much easier than coaching guys. I've only had like five or six girls in the ten years that I've coached wrestling, just because a lot of times girls sign up the first day with their jewelry on and their makeup, and they think it's a big goof. And then when I tell them to do, you know, sprawls, they're like, "Fuck, to get, I'm out of here." They never come back. But the ones that do stay past a week, they they never give me a hard time, never immature, never fucking around, never pulling each other's pants down. They're they're very serious and they want to get the technique. And and they, you know, it's just so much easier to coach them. If anything, they're too hard on themselves or they beat themselves up and I, ha I have to coach them up versus coach them down where the guy's too confident and thinks he's going to beat everybody. It's like 
Is that how your experience is sometimes? Yeah, that's actually that's spot on. Really, it really is. Because you, if you walk into a room with a bunch of other guys and you're a guy, you're like, even if it seems hard, you're like, oh, just, I can just fuck around with these dudes and whatever. But if you're a girl and you walk into that room and it's all guys, if you're if you stick with that, it's because you really want to be there. You're like, I'm committed to this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put everything I have. Yeah. Into it. The hardest part sometimes with coaching girls is the parents take take them out of the sport. They, oh, the really? parents are like, yeah, I don't want my my daughter wrestling. Like I've had girls come to practice and just watch. I'm like, hey, why don't you join the team? Well, my dad won't let me. You know, I tried to me. wrestle when I was a kid, and my mom won't let me. Yeah, my brother did it, and I would go watch him, and I totally wanted to wrestle. And she was like, it was all boys, of course. Did you see where they grab each other? You can't do that. Yeah, that's that. That's the hard part. Sometimes that 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 is the hard part. Want to try calling Tom Ryan real quick? We're gonna call Tom go Ryan. Again. He's not gonna pick up. If he picks up, I will be. Uh, you know, flabbergasted, but I doubt that's not going to happen. I hope Don Fry answers. Your call has been All forwarded right. to an automated All voice right, messaging system. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now over the weekend, but guys, by the way, so we're going to get into the uh, Saturday morning. So I know that Mayhem Miller is fighting over in uh, Venator, and I'm excited for him. We had him on the show. This is his big comeback. So he weighs in Friday, 24 pounds over. Uh, comes in, supposed to fight 185, uh, comes in at 209. Uh, and he comes in to fight Luke Barnott. Not only does he, so he walks into the scale, 24 pounds over, looks at it, and then takes off his shorts. As if, <laughs> that was as the if, best part of the whole weekend. As if that's the problem. Like he's going to have 24 pounds yeah, of shorts. So those new lead woven shorts. So they let him fight anyway. They let him fight anyway, but he doesn't fight Luke. He fights someone else. Fights, yeah. uh, and the whole thing, first, well, first the Cody McKenzie fight was actually, that was the first fight we saw on the card. Was Co- and Cody won. He snapped a five fight winning yeah. streak. I was happy for Cody. I was super happy for Cody. I trained with him for a while. I love that guy. Especially since Michael Chiesa was like, yeah, he's been at the bar all weekend. Uh, the entire week he's been at the bar not training. So the fact that he goes out there and wins. But also shows you how talented Cody could be if he actually, you know, I don't know who he fought. I'm not sure what the caliber of opponent he had, but Cody won. So Mayhem goes in there. Uh, they still let him fight. And... I'll tell you, though, when he walked out with the seven Italian girls dancing on the way to the cage, I, I really had a big smile on my face. I'm watching. Like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And he's looking like the old man. He's ready to go. And I'm, I'm watching my girlfriend. And she's like, she's, she's confused. She doesn't really watch a lot of MMA. And she's like, why is there six dancers? And I'm like, no, this is what he does. And, she, <laughs> she, and, then, like, and then Michael's like, yeah, you know, he's had some issues in the past. Uh, he walked in naked with a fire extinguisher into a church. And this is, these are the things. And then the whole police SWAT staff. Standoff. These are the things they're saying, as which, as fucked up as they are, made me smile so, again. Like, because you're like, I can't believe this is really happening. It goes out there. He wins the first round. Uh, I think he outweighs the guy by thirty pounds, but he's still he's he's wrestling with him. And then he just got gassed. He got winded. Uh, uh, he took the guy down. They stood him up. That was bullshit. It was a bad stand up. But then once he stand up, he sort of like went for a kick, tripped. Just fell against the cage. The guy jumped on top of him, threw in a rear naked choke. No hooks in. Mayhem taps. Yeah, he didn't have he didn't have any hooks in. He was throwing punches from back mount, hitting mayhem, and he's like tr- he was like doing this like yeah, yeah, yeah. head dance, like head bobble, trying to move, he did and all of a sudden just too, sunk sort of. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it, look, I, I spoke to Mayhem since then. We've been texting. You know, oh, he's, I was gonna say he, he said uh, he said, listen. Um, 
you know, I took no injuries. I didn't get hurt. It was fun. The only thing that was really bruised was my ego, uh, which was, I thought was, you Has know. Has he said anything about the, uh, <laughs> the 24 pounds? No. I, I, I didn't want to get into damn that shorts. subject. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> like you, you go to Italy, right? You, they fly you to Italy. You're there for a week. Like you have to know that you're two. There's you're no 20, way you don't know. You have to know you're 24 no, pounds that, over. That to me seems like the only way that could happen is if you like you're like, all right, I'm gonna do this cut, and then you kind of break and fuck up and eat, and then just say, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna keep eating. And do you think <laughs> he told the promoter like beforehand? Oh, look, I'll do the fight, but I'm not gonna make weight. And then then then, then the promoter said, don't worry, we'll just do a switcheroo. Or do you think he actually went in there attempt to fight? Like, thinking, given who we're talking about, probably the latter. He actually went in there and like said, "Fuck it, they'll, they'll, they'll let me fight, even if I'm 24 pounds heavier." I mean, because if he doesn't, they kind of needed the name. Yeah. What? They needed the name. Yeah. To be honest with you, he was the most, like, the most recognizable name yeah, on the most, card. Most promotions would let him fight, though. No, but it, this but is would, this, this is just Italy. happened in a, where was it? Italy. Yeah. Italy. It was an. It's an Italian. And he knows. Uh, he knows that, and knows that his name is a big draw. So may, maybe he was willing to risk it. But he needs the money. He, he needs money. Uh, so he, he definitely, I mean, he must've known I'm, I might not get paid. I don't think he got paid what he would have gotten. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he probably said free trip to Italy. Uh, it'll be fun. I'll have a good time. If I don't fight, fuck it. I've I don't get hurt. They send me home. Who cares? You know, right. I think, I think one of the funnier parts too was he weighed in and then Luke's on the side, like getting ready to walk up <laughs> way in and he's just looking around like, do I even fucking walk up now? Like, yeah, what am I doing? And then, the point? and then the promoter was like, no, come on, Luke. Yeah. And they did the stare now. And I'm like, why is this, this is never going to happen. And they're like, well, you know, you could still fight him. It wouldn't be for the title and you'd get 30% of his purse. And Luke's like, I'm not fucking fight. I'm on weight. He's Luke, 25 Luke, Luke pounds looked, over. like shrinked out. I mean, he was, yeah. he's six foot. He's a big dude nine. to make 185. Yeah. He, he was pissed. At the same time, he had an easier fight. He got paid the same. I mean, I think it might have been an easier fight. But he doesn't get the name on his thing. I, I think it's so no, works I think, out I mean, for him. There's part of that's it's like a you. It's seriously disrespectful for him not to have tried to make the weight up from Luke's perspective. So I get like you didn't even you didn't even fucking try. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> well, to there's, give there's, you this fight. You know, there's like this other thing, and we, and we had him in studio, and we've heard him on different interviews, mayhem, and I'm not exactly sure if he believed this or if it was a like a joke. Oh, come on, that was a joke. But he was running around <laughs> for the weeks leading up, months leading up to the fight going, I'm fighting Josh Barnett and I'm going to fuck him up. And he's like, I got to put on some weight. I got to put on some weight. And it starts you to make you Josh think. You better hope Josh is listening to this because he'll... <laughs> no, but he was... But <laughs> oh, he Josh also, Barnett? Yeah, yeah. He, he also said I'm Luke Rockhold. He's like, I'm fighting Rockhold. I'm getting that UFC title. I'm <laughs> yeah. like... You're never gonna get fucking close to you. So he's like, I gotta put on weight. I'm maybe fighting he put Josh Barnett. He said he goes. Josh. He goes. He goes. The truce is over. Me and you, Josh. Like they had a truce to not fight too. Like yeah, mayhem is legitimately funny. But I told him, I said, look, it was, it was nice to see you back in the cage doing what you do best. And the sad part about the whole thing was how easily he could have beaten his opponent had he been in shape. Had he even? I mean, he took the guy down with such ease, and he's not. And he's not even a wrestler. Mayhem. Uh, you know, it's just it's just sad because he might be top 10 most talented fighters who didn't achieve their potential in, 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 in some ways. I mean, I, you got to put yeah. because he's so talented. I mean, you got to here's a guy with, a, with they even said that just makes it that much worse. You know, if you have that potential and you choose not to. Yeah. You know, not to take advantage of it. 
But I think he had fun though. He even put on on Facebook, "Hey guys, th- it, it was nice doing something that I, I'm like I'm actually what I was born to do, or something something nice on Facebook." You know, but I, I don't know if they're going to give him another chance. How uh, long has it been since he last fought? Four years. Four years. Damn, UFC, really? <coughs> UFC 146 against CB Dalloway. It's been four wow. years. But since then, he's just going to... I mean, but he has a guy. He has wins over Robbie Lawler. He has know, wins he has over some of the best in Tim the business. Kennedy. And he's even if he doesn't have the wins, he's fought GSP. the best in the business. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. back to uh, more fights in that card. Matt Hamill needs to hang it up. Matt Hamill fought? He got knocked yeah, out by Sokaju. He got Soka knocked Ju. out by Sokaju, I think. Uh, I did not it? know about this. Wasn't it like 37 man. seconds into the 37 first? 37 seconds. Uh, yeah, Matt Hamill. Look, Matt Hamill, you are a pioneer. You are such a legend for deaf, for disabled people. Unbelievable what you've accomplished. you got to stop fighting. It's now becoming sad. Did he not? I mean, so could you knock him out, but how did Hamill look up until that point? Uh, Hamill just kind of, quick. Hamill just rushed him. So could you hit two uppercuts? Fight was over. Done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but I don't understand this. Hamill, I don't think he needs the money. I think he lives in, in like, I don't know where he lives. I think upstate New York. He lives in um, near Pennsylvania. Because my friend just opened a, no, but my friend just opened a gym <laughs> with him and Claudia Gadelia in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I don't he, think he was in his corner too. Yeah, I don't think he's living in some kind of Beverly Hills mansion. He probably has a ton of money. What are you doing? Uh, I'll tell you what, the Paul Harris fight. Oh, I was so pissed. Paul Harris got knocked out in a minute and a half, and that's the way to beat Paul Harris. Look, when you get a guy like Paul Harris, a uh, Paul Harris, Damian Maya, these leg locks, these jujitsu specialists, it seems like the only way you're going to win is to knock these guys out early and keep it standing, and that's what this kid did. And I uh, got a big win on his resume, and a lot of people were really happy about Paul. You, you, you weren't happy about this? No, I like Paul Harris. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Paul Harris. Even um, though he doesn't let go of people's limbs? It's hard because he seems like such an, a nice guy otherwise. He's, but he's, then there's that whole thing of, yeah, you're totally trying to. <clears throat> he's a lot different in person yeah. than he is in there. And, and, you know, there's people that have been defending him and saying, you know, he doesn't do it on purpose or whatever. I, I'm not going to speak to or speculate to that matter but in terms of you know I, i'm a fan of his i like a lot of the jiu-jitsu guys um but the guy he fought i think his name was emil meek yeah and uh dude came out his celebration was like 45 minutes long when he knocked him out he's just running around like a uh, spartan style just screaming and going crazy i'm like you know what good for you yeah. you just got rando knocked out paul harris you deserve to celebrate. yeah you yeah. got you got the best win of your career right there a guy who has wins over uh, you know, Jake Shields. And, Paul Hart, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though. Um, I like the whole Venator thing. I don't think they made any money. I mean, look like there was oh, like 50 no. people there, and they've paid all these huge fighters to go yeah, over there. they must have paid up quite a lot in purse for that, I imagine. But I liked uh, John Morgan and Michael Chiesa <coughs> were both the announcers, but they did a great job. Well, I, um, think, I think the other thing that fucked them was, you know, you go to their site, and they're like, yeah, you could buy our stream, and it was a 20-fight card. There was 20 fights. You could buy our stream for eight bucks, or you can go to Bloody Elbow and watch it for free. Yeah, I watch I'm it like, on MMA Junkie for free. How, how's that working out? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing: the guy, the promoter, got into a fight with Ray Cepho online. Yeah, yeah. and Cepho wants online. To, okay, yeah, on Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter. and Cepho challenged the guy to a, a fight in the octagon or wherever he said. So Ray Cepho wants to fight that guy, Frank. Does that guy Frank train? Does the promoter actually fight? Yeah. Does the promoter fight? I don't even know who the promoter is. Frank Medigar or something or Medigan or 
Meg, I, I don't know. That's kind of a loaded challenge for Ray Seppo to challenge some <laughs> guy to a fight. Well, I mean, that was like Tito like... and Dana. But he's talking like... all kinds of shit, this guy, Frank, though. He, he, he goes off on the UFC, goes off on World Series. Like he's, but I, I think we're going to try to get a press conference between the promoters, between Ray Seppo and Frank, uh, <laughs> and, like, and try to have it on the. We have to. Ray right? would fucking murder him. Of course he would. What Ray a would fight, murder yeah. him. <laughs> Ray was my Muay Thai coach for three years, and I used to watch him kick pads. Martin came and held pads for him in the gym sometimes at night at Extreme Couture. And when Ray threw even a leg kick at these pads, <clears throat> I'm across the gym like quivering in my fucking little shoes. Like, I This dude, I would not fuck with Ray. Why are you wearing shoes at the gym? Because I was Maybe leaving. Maybe they were wrestling shoes. Yes. No. I wasn't training. I was there. <laughs> I used to hang out there all the time. I got you. I was trying to give you an out there. Yeah, yeah I... I <laughs> I've actually never worn a pair of wrestling shoes. Right. Speaking of wrestling shoes, so you're training with uh, Calgary Chapel, right? Weren't no. you? Uh, I go to Brea High School and wrestle with them. Brea High School. Mm-hmm. I thought you were at Calgary Chapel for some reason. Mm-mm. Oh, I had a whole story about that. <laughs> well, there goes that story. You're trying to go with that. I'll tell the whole story. <laughs> I remember when I saw you, you said you were uh, at Brea High School. How's the Brea yeah. High School wrestling team? Great, great. Their head coach there, um, Fergus McTaggart, is awesome. He helps coach Josh and he works with me and. Now, you being this, like, beautiful lady, are the kids, do they get boners or anything or no? Dude, I think they're just like, oh, my God, she, she could beat me up. <laughs> that's kind of... Is his name really Fergus McTiger? Yeah, he's from Ireland. That could be the, has the greatest name I've ever heard Fergus in my McTiger? life. Fergus McTiger. Oh, well, that's I amazing. You, I think that's a little... So, Calvary Chapel, I'll tell the story anyway. <laughs> so, my first year coach of wrestling... I had just got the job. I was on Craigslist, and they're like looking for a wrestling coach. I needed like extra income. Like I could, I could coach wrestling. So I go there, and the first guy that actually interviewed uh, had the job before me. But he asked the guy, this guy Paul, if he could use the mats for the adult wrestling league, which I guess turned out to be the adults transgender naked wrestling league, which they Googled. It was a bunch of naked people on the website just wrestling, like adults. And they were like, no. So I go in there. They're like, do you know anything about the adult wrestling league? I'm like, no. Like, you're hired. So, <laughs> so I ended up I – I had a show. I had to go to Africa. Are you a pedophile? No. All right. Done. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Really. <laughs> yeah. So I go to Af- – I, I was going to Africa for the military to do shows in Djibouti, Africa. Oh, and cool. in, uh, in Korea, I did this, this whole trip. Korea, Guam, and Africa. So I needed like an assistant coach. So my friend Dixon – he told me he wrestled before. So I'm like, oh, hey, listen. So I, I bring him in. He watches me one practice. I go, you can have these kids for two weeks. Just, you know, teach coach them wrestling. They're, they're brand new. I didn't realize he had wrestled in the ECW, like Farm League. Like he, extreme champ, like WWE. Pro wrestling, yeah. Pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so I get back, right? And the first match. Kids are all doing like pile drivers. They're doing figure fours. Like, <laughs> like what, the, I remember the, one kid had my kid in a single leg. And, it's, and his, his way of defensing was to do, defense was to do a somersault out of it. Like, you know how, like, they kick off the leg, which, yeah. which looked cool, but I'm like, the fuck was that? Like, I'm like, who's, t-? like, literally the kids are going for, like, Boston Crabs and. <laughs> was, uh, He's doing a camel clutch. What's happening? I was like, Dixon, I thought you really wrestled. He's like, oh, I did. I'm like, well, then why are these kids going for, like, rock bottoms and shit and, like, not really wrestling? So we wrestled against Calvary Chapel, which. At the time, or still is, like a great wrestling team in California. My kids are all first-year wrestlers. or They're all terrible except for a couple athletic kids, and they're still terrible. 
So these kids. I hope, I hope they don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> this, is like, this is 10 years ago. So, but I'm sure they're in college now or whatever. So the, the Calvary Chapel, before the match, they put their hands in and they go, go Jesus, right? And, and then my kids are like. Laughing? <laughs> yeah, laughing their asses off. Like, my, kid, my kids are like charter school kids. They're busted in. They're like kind of cool kids, like from like different demographics. They're like. Did they say go Jesus? They're all on the floor laughing, right? <laughs> Dude, those, these kids fucked us up so bad. Uh, like, I think we, had, I think we had one kid win a match. I think, I think all the kids converted by the end of the match to Judah to, to Christianity. But anyway, I thought I was going to tell you that story. It was that that you wrestled for them. I, I don't, I don't know if I could, if I could handle a go Jesus chant. Oh, come with the on, the team I was wrestling with. Does Jesus really need a cheer? Like at what point? Like <laughs> Jesus wants. That's like when everyone thanks God when they win. Like yes, because God wanted you to go beat that guy. Yeah, that's part of the grand plan. Yeah, the other guy doesn't believe in God. <laughs> just, just you. So ridiculous. Now, are you, are you an atheist? Are you Christian? Are you? No, I'm atheist. Atheist. I practice Buddhism, but not as a religion. As a, I guess, essentially philosophy. But Buddhism's atheistic anyway. So yeah, I don't. There's no. What is the Josh worship Satan? What does Josh do? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Really? No. Oh, I mean, he would. He he likes the whole pagan things, the Viking things, rad. But he's atheist too. Nice. Now, just now, uh, the whole thing with your ex, John Wood. Do you guys talk at all, or did, did, no. it, it ended badly? That right? Did not, that did not end well. Were you the one who sold all the stuff and had a fire sale when you no, moved he out? Kept on, I moved out, and he kept all my stuff and wouldn't let me get it. Oh, I think that was Amber. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah with Mike Pyle buying Pyle, half yeah. the shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's hysterical. <laughs> but just to recount this, so John's ex-wife sold all his shit in his house, and John's best friend bought a bunch of it and kept it, and <laughs> wouldn't give it back to John. So, so Mike Pyle's house was filled with all of John's. Stuff. I like John though. I, I, I mean, I'm sure I don't, I'm, I don't know him as well as I, you do. I, I liked him for a while too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know him as well. I have not been as intimate. Sometimes you don't know people. You seem very normal though, which is what kind of scares me a little bit. About you you seem way too like she's got she's got to be the yin to josh barnett's yang yeah well josh barnett scares me i i i I look hey josh and i walk away like like hoping he doesn't when josh is when josh is in certain modes he is he can be very scary yeah my ex got in a fight with josh at a ufc fan expo four years ago over a marker it was over a sharpie he was i had him sign something for me and then like 13 people swarmed josh so he was signing stuff, and my girl's like, can I just have my fucking marker back? And this is my ex. She's my ex now, my girl at the time. I'm like, you're on your own with this one. And I just walked away. I'm like, that's Josh Barnett. I'm not, You can no. ask nicely. Yeah, I was just like, I'm not getting involved in this. He'll kill both of us. <laughs> who, who does Josh want to fight next? Uh, I don't know. I, I saw something. Well, I think he would have liked to fight Overeem, but Overeem beat. Um, who did Overeem just beat? Arlovsky. Arlovsky. So maybe Arlovsky and Josh. Right. Makes sense. Who do you want to fight next? Who do I want to fight next? I want to fight Tanya next, but that's yeah. not going to happen. So I'll fight whoever the hell I need to fight so that I can fight Tanya again. You guys have the. You probably. You guys ever do like. You should do tag team wrestling, you and Josh. Shayna be... and I wrestled each other. Really? Yeah. I had a pro wrestling match. Against Shayna Baszler? Yeah. Who won? She, uh, she armbarred me. Again? Again. I armbarred her in a catch wrestling match, so. Oh, okay. We were one and one, and now she's up one. Nice. And now, what uh, organization was this? Premier Wrestle. They're up in Gilroy. Okay. Is it California? Yeah, Northern California. California. It's, it's in the Bay. What was your name? I wrestled as my real name. You, you didn't have, like, a Colleen something? Well, he's, I wanted to do a whole persona, but they had already put me on there as Colleen Schneider. Because that, because people know who I am through fighting, so they wanted to leverage that. It's like I want to just be a character. Be yeah, seriously, that's the whole point, right? 
And what, what does Shayna go by? Shayna Baszler. <laughs> and I'm so Whatever disappointed. Whatever happened to like Hacksaw or the no, Honky A lot, a lot of people or... aren't doing these like, what? like exorbitant yeah. gimmicks anymore. Adam, what would you make my name though? If you were going to give me a pro wrestling name, what would it be? Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> the uh, hot chick. Oh, no, all right, forget it. Never mind. Just say hot chick. It might be a lesbian. <laughs> okay, so I went to this thing yesterday. It's a Dyke Day, LA, because my friend does leather work, like boot blacking, and yeah. I needed her to stretch out a pair of my boots. So she's like, "Oh, just come by Dyke Day." And I, I like I just fit in so well the oh, whole like the shaved were... hair and I'm all ripped and like were they all hitting the, on you? Yeah, I got some I got some love. You look, by the way, you're one of the girls that could pull off short and long hair. Because when I met you, you had you. long hair and then you cut it short. Normally, I don't like that. I'm just I mean, I'm just I'm more of a long hair kind of guy. Uh, but you're very it's, it's it looks good on you. Thank you. It looks good now. When it's too short. I, I could I could see Dyke Day being a very popular day for you. So the uh, next time you go get a haircut, you better consult with Adam yeah, first. Yes. Nice. I don't know what your nickname would be. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Maybe, I mean, according to Tanya, it's like Harry Beef. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking. It's not a hair. That's what Tanya said. I, I, I didn't believe it. She did. I didn't. I honestly didn't believe it because I was like looking. No, no. I honestly, I, no, I, I, I was plenty of pictures of me kicking with my legs straddled. Yeah. Anyone could really verify the fact that there's there's not hair there. She's so funny, though. Yeah, no, she didn't want to give you much. I was like, dude, she went five rounds. Well, here's you. the thing, too. That actually, this actually pissed me off. Because even before the fight, I'm like, no, I like Tanya. I think she's a good fighter. Whatever. She's cool. But then uh, after the fight, she's talking about how it's one of her worst performances. And she's putting it on her. The reason it was one of her worst performances is because I shut down what she was trying to do. And to not give credit to that, I think, is, is actually pretty she shitty. She said that you didn't let her into like, the gym. What? She said that, right? Yeah, she said she, said she went in to train in Vegas. For I think tough back in the day when you guys were getting ready for your tryout fights, and I guess John Wood kicked her out of the gym because she was competition to you trying to make it on the show. So that's why she was upset with you. I don't I don't <laughs> even know if that happened or not. And that's, if it did, that sounds like John kicked her out. So yeah. I'm not sure what that has to do. Even if he did it because of me, she, I don't even know that that happened. That's what she said. That's why she was upset. She said that you were that that she thought it was lame because she wanted to train at the gym and she couldn't train at the gym because because and you, she held on to that for years and is still upset about that. Yeah. That and, might be that might be why you're you know have yeah. a chip on your shoulder about something. Oh, she has the biggest chip. But yeah, but, I was actually really like even after I fought Raquel, I'm in the cage and I'm like yeah Raquel's fucking super tough respect to her prop you know props her for a good fight and Tanya was just like oh I, w- I was off I didn't you my worst seen, performance it wasn't, I'm like you, it was fucking had, it was because of me we had pa- <laughs> we, we had Panty on and she won't come back on the podcast because Tanya was so so rude to her uh were they on together yeah well she, Tanya was here Panty was on Penny the phone. called in and she was like Panty's gonna fight Cindy Dandois and I was like who do you think is gonna win and Tanya's like oh Panty she just dismissed Panty and then it was really rude. This but, was after they had fought. Yeah, it was like last week. But uh, I honestly, I just think that's how Tanya is. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a. Ca- I'm not sure if it's a character flaw. I just think she looks at everybody's competition and kind of how Ronda is, sort of. Like, yeah, but I feel like she's had to like fight her way through everything. And there's different ways you can deal with that. And the way she deals with that is just to choose to see everything as a fight and everyone is against her. Yeah, that's why. Like, I don't. I'm not gonna be offended about her saying I'm fucking hairy. She just she just says shit to get a reaction because she thinks it's funny, and I, you know, like why would I bother to even? Of course, be of offended course. by it. I have a hundred percent. So we have two guys that are fighting each other: Pat Healy and Jay Z Cavacante. This should be a, a war. Uh, Pat Healy is a beast. 
J.C. Cavalcante is a beast. He hasn't fought since 2014, though. Can we ask uh, Pat Healy if Benny Vinson gets the best of Oh, him? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, you have a memory like a fucking hawk, right? A memory like a hawk? I don't know. Yes. Please leave your message oh, for on. five, six, one. Not this shit again. All right. Uh, who, who, uh, who is that? Let's call Pat first. Hey. Well, first you go, yeah, I know a lot of stuff. If you actually would ever ask me to come on the show. Can't win. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> you just needed CB to ask me. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> come on. Are you fucking kidding me? Your call has been forwarded. That, that was Pat? All right. If you listen to this podcast, just turn it off. <laughs> right, let's try Pat again. No one fucking listen. Nobody picks up the phone. Let's just impersonate them. I'll yeah. be Pat. Right. Hello? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm high. I'm high. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> All right. If, uh, if neither of these guys call him, we'll call him Don Fry again. <laughs> what if Don Fry picks up? We'll talk to him. All right. So we, we tried Jay-Z and Your Pat. Your call has been forwarded. Okay. So we tried Jay-Z and Pat, and neither of them are picking up. So we're going to call Don Fry again. All right. If, 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 if it's an answer machine, uh, Colleen, I'm going to have you leave a message. For Don Fry. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any information you would like me to convey to Don Fry? Nothing. Whatever you want. <laughs> we left him one last time. <laughs> Hi. This is Don Fry. I'm out chasing my horse right now. So if you want to leave a message, and once I catch him, I'll call you back. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Don Fry, what's up? It's Adam Hunter. I'm here again on the MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with Colleen Schneider. She wants to talk to you. Don, we left you a message a while ago, and we haven't heard back from you. So the only thing I can surmise is that you are not very good at catching your horse. <laughs> oh, oh, you heard that, Don Fry. Shots fired. Listen, Don, uh, well, hope all is well, man. We want to have you on the podcast. Uh, hope you're doing good. You're catching your horse. you got a great mustache. Uh, Josh Barnett wants to fight you. Am I right? No. Why not? No. no. He probably wants to drink a beer with you. Josh Barnett wants to drink a beer with you. Me, you, Josh Barnett, uh, CB Gold. Anything you want to say to Don Fry? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> okay, listen. Don, hope all is well, man. You are the shit. Dude, your, your, your fight with Takeyama was one of the best fights I've ever seen. You guys just threw bombs at each other. It was awesome. Uh, you had great fights with Dan Severn. Uh, did you fight Dan Severn? Uh, I think he did fight Dan Severn. Uh, you've, you've had so many epic wars, Don Fry. Uh, you were the UFC ultimate, ultimate champion. You're a good dude. Uh, you were in those Priceline commercials. You got a great mustache. You, uh, you're a man's man. Even though you're voting for Donald Trump, I, I, I still support you. Uh, you're Don fucking Fry, man. I'm going to keep talking till all the uh, space on your answer machine is gone. Okay, so we're going to talk to you for five more minutes. Don fucking Fry, man. You're the man. Listen, uh, Don Fry. Listen, come on the fucking podcast. Why are you ducking the podcast, Don? Seriously, come on the M.A. Roasted podcast. Hang out with us. You're the best. Don fucking Fry. Take care, brother. We all just had to take our earphones off because Adam was yelling so loud. All right, so that was, Fry. that was Don Fry. I learned my lesson leaving voicemails for people. Yes. So uh, You fight against Dan Severn was the best. Wait, did he fight Dan Severn? <laughs> and what'd you call him? Tankiyamo? Tankiyamo, right? Before Takeyama, Takeyama, I don't know. That was one of the best fights ever when they just threw punches at each other. 
So listen, so uh, uh, we're going to call Natasha uh, Kingsbury <laughs> right now since, uh, I don't know, every week that someone doesn't pick up, we're going to call Don Fry. That's the new rule of the MMA Roasted Podcast. So if Natasha doesn't pick up, are we calling Don yes. Fry again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the way you think. You are the physics major. That's why you, uh, you graduated and I didn't. Did you uh, contact our press conference guys by something other than our random phone number that's calling them? Uh, who? No. Jay-Z and... Uh, no, but I, whatever. They, 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 no. Uh, I don't know, because sometimes you text them and then they're like, oh, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, I should have done that. I don't know. Oh, you don't have a phone today? Uh, I don't care anymore. We're calling Natasha and Kyle. <laughs> and then uh, and then maybe we'll try, we'll try him again. He doesn't care anymore, which means this is the last show and this is going to become the CB Gold Roasted Podcast. Yeah, the CB Roasted? No, it's not. It's not going to ever going to happen. That, that, that will never happen. I will. I'm fucking... starting my own. You didn't hear? Are you... Go ahead, please. No, I'm just fucking kidding. It'll be called "In the Bushes," uh, where you hop out of the bushes. No, I'm kidding. You in, should. You should have a show called "In the, in the Bushes," where I get. You should laid have a show called you? "You've Been Graft," where you fucking you pop out of somewhere and ask for an autograph. You don't think it's a no? All right, fine. Uh, just... oh, don't op- don't open with that one, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't think "You've Been Graft" is good? No. All right. No. no. All right. Hello. Hey, Natasha. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with Colleen Schneider and CB Gold. How you doing? Good. How are you? And Kyle's here, too. Kyle, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. It's an honor. Um, it's such an honor to have this beautiful couple uh, on the podcast. You guys, you guys are kind of making me sick, though, because you guys are way too happy. Uh, you guys are always posting these beautiful pictures of you guys and your great bodies and your happiness. It, it's it's <laughs> life goals, man. My 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 goal is to is to be as happy as you two. It's all Photoshop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so so what's going, on? Natasha? I I saw you at the Invicta card uh, with Colleen, where she was the main event along with uh, Tanya. You look great. Uh, are you are you are you loving Invicta or what? Yeah, I'm loving being back. Um, I wish there were more shows, but uh, it's fun that they're in California now and Vegas, not just in Kansas City anymore. Now, how come your sister was on the last one and not, not this one? Did you fire your sister? I fired her. No, um, <laughs> she lives in Vegas, and so I try to keep um, some fresh faces so it's not the same girls all the time. So she'll, be, she'll probably work Vegas cards, and then I'll use California girls for the California show. So you hire the girls? Uh, yeah, Shannon, from the beginning, she she hired me first and then was like, hey, I'm going to give you, kind of put you in charge of picking the other girls and, and gave me a, a basic um, outline of what she wants. She doesn't want just randoms representing strong women. She wants strong, fit, healthy women to be able to stand behind these athletes because you can't just be uh, it's not just about being hot it's about being kind of the full package so I kind of have that in mind when I'm hiring girls usually they're my friends too right right now, now so how do you how do you do that you have like an open casting or do you interview them or <laughs> do you audition them how no that- I no I don't there's no I, I think that's kind of ridiculous it's just kind of based off of people who I know that are um, just healthy minded healthy body and just kind of Shannon wants strong women representing strong women. She doesn't want, like I said, she doesn't want it to be just about 
oh, she's beautiful. Like if people go to follow any of the girls that I hire, they're hopefully going to be inspired and, and think that we represent the athletes well. That Asian girl was pretty hot. The last one. Oh yeah, yes, she's gorgeous. Yeah, that's really cool that Shannon uh, has you doing that and running that, and that's the directive she gave you for it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. How How are you, Colleen? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm bummed I missed you. Afterwards, I I met your your man meet after <laughs> <laughs> really quick. <laughs> I'm gonna He's start calling Josh my I, man I meet. I felt stupid because I'm like I'm pretty sure and. uh Hanato was, yeah, yeah, that's exactly who you thought it was. I was like, oh, okay, I feel like a dummy. But yeah, <laughs> that's really, I, I didn't realize that you guys were an item. Oh, yeah. How, how, uh, how behind am I? <laughs> we, it's been a few years, so that's okay. I don't expect people yeah. to keep up in my personal life. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think since I became a mom, it's like I have time to kind of quickly look through things, and then the rest of the time it's mom duty. Yeah, no, you're always, by the way, uh, yeah, you uh, you look great. By the way, both of you look uh, you look great. Now, how did how did Kyle get you? Because this is this is uh, we have to know. Like when there's a girl who's like a ten, Kyle, what did you do? Well, I'm still figuring it out. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite sure. You know, when we met. We were on a tour for the troops. We were doing like a USO style goodwill tour, and um, you know, I was in a relationship, so I just treated her like my punk sister. You know, I farted in her face and cracked jokes and. <laughs> I wasn't trying to hit on her, you know, I was just being myself and being funny and goofy. And and then later on when I became single, uh, that was, I guess, the the magic foundation that kind of picked her. Hello? So, yeah, there was, there was no trying to be on our best behavior, trying to look good. We were just ourselves because there wasn't a, he was in a relationship. So it was like, all right, he's taken. I don't, no one's, no one's trying to put on a good, a good front. So that was nice because right out the gate, there was that we already know each other. I was dating other people. We were just kind of, we were just friends. Like you said, he legitimately did fart in my face in front of everyone <laughs> on the tour. No. And <laughs> I always thought farts and poops and everything are really funny. It's never bothered me. So I thought it was really funny. So you were like, that's the um, man I'm going to marry. Right there. <laughs> yeah. And like that ambiance. It was like, I, something about that attracted me. Yeah. Who would have known that would have been the proper bait to dangle in front of her? <laughs> Now, now, it was now, actually like a year later that we, he actually was maybe less than a year. He became single and it was a couple months after that. Um, I was like, well, you've been single for a couple months and really? we're friends. Let's see where this goes. So, and it basically, we started talking in November of 2012 and then I moved out <laughs> into the uh, February, 2013. Wow. So... And it's, I mean, but it's been, it's slowed and honestly the hardest, probably the hardest year has just kind of been this year since it's been an adjustment of now we have a kid finding, um, the new, the new flow to things. Not that it's like our relationship is hard. It's just hard in general. You know, finding, yeah. finding sanity with a, a lack <laughs> of sleep on a consistent basis. Yeah. So communication has been, uh, has gotten even better. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, um. I mean, you guys are an adorable couple. I, uh, I, it, it's, it's, it's really nice to see. I remember, I remember meeting. Um, I always thought that you, Natasha, you were the nicest out of all the ring girls. You were always the coolest. Uh, you and Jade's also oh, super cool, you. but you were always really nice. And you didn't, you didn't have this like 
air of like I'm hot. You, you, you're honored to be talking to me. Like you had you had something where it was like you actually made the person you were talking to feel good about themselves, which uh, is a thank ra- you. A very rare. I every time someone has written, uh, you know, people the the people that like to write mean things on social media. Anytime people had, and especially after I won the contest for the UFC spot, um, I had a lot of people like she's not hot. She shouldn't have won. And that's fine. That's never bothered me. But, and I've always, my response has always been, I'm pretty sure you'd like me if you met me. I don't, I don't care if you think I'm hot or not, but I'm pretty sure you'd like me because I was always an athlete. I never cared. Like in high school, I never did my makeup. I never did my hair. Like I was always just very focused on my, my sport and school. And so I think because of that, um, blossoming into having, you know, being pretty and all that, I, I think, I had a good base, a good foundation where I knew, and I never thought that that was important because that will fade. I'll be old. I'll be wrinkly someday. But I think having a good soul, having good character, making people feel good is really what it, what matters. Uh, that's preach on. Now, are you and Kyle Nudis? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, pretty much like if our neighbors haven't seen us, but naked, I'd be surprised. We're always, naked <laughs> seriously I'm, I'm honestly like i have a feeling that you guys just walk around butt naked this is true correct yeah pretty much i think it's, uh, <laughs> i'm always trying to get my son that way i'm like ah, he doesn't need this diaper on we're outside let's get him Hello. yeah just yesterday i came home from doing laundry and he came running out like yeah he had diaper on and he just tore his own diaper off wow. and i was like okay cool until he turned around and there was poop on his butt and i was like ah catch him <laughs> talking about me obviously <laughs> <laughs> now kyle i i was so he, go on yeah now kyle i was listening to your no i was gonna say he he doesn't like clothes either like anytime i'm putting clothes on him he gets really mad so um, I think it just runs in the in, in the genes. You guys were definitely born in the wrong no, generation. No. You guys should have been born in the sixties <laughs> or grew up in the sixties. Now, <laughs> now, now, Kyle, I was I was watching your your interview last night with Rogan, and you were talking about taking ayahuasca and uh, uh, DMT and like hallucinogenics. Uh, tell me, why should I do that? Why should you do that? Was yeah. that the question? Yeah. Well. Man, that's tough. I don't think everyone should do it because, um, you know, when you pull back the curtain, sometimes you, you are uh, afraid of what you see. But it really is just it's been one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. One of the most profound um, tools for perspective change and just really kind of coming to grips with the past and and just having a better understanding of myself, and my relationships and and my actions towards others and things like that. I mean, it's it's uh, it's incredible for reflection. You know, I don't think there's many things like it. So what happens? So you, you take you like take this stuff, and then you just start seeing different colors or having realizations, or you're like, man. What? Yeah, I can. I'll, I'll, I'll give a, a a brief end on it. Obviously, uh, I mean, I could talk for three hours and not cover every detail, but basically, uh, they take this tea that's that's brewed for about a day, and it's from two plants in the Amazon, and uh, one of them kind of shuts down. And uh, maybe within an hour, you start to kind of feel it working in your hand. You kind of feel uh, this rush of energy. And, all right, yeah, so you see the kaleidoscope of geometrical shapes, and it's really quite beautiful. And then at uh, some point after that, you uh, you go through La Perga, which is kind of the tough part that people would really lose interest if they were just reading about it online. Um, 
And that, yeah, Natasha had heard about this, you know, if I don't want to throw up and shit my pants in the woods and not have uh, running water or anything like that. So she was, she was, she was like, why don't you try it first and see how it goes and you can come back and tell me. And, uh, you know, rightfully so. Um, I don't think that's a big turn on for people, but, uh, if you read on certain sites, you know, Westerners will say, oh, this is because it's, uh, you know, it, it, it induces vomiting and all this science behind why it makes you puke. But the truth is, there's really some emotional stuff that's attached to what you purge. And um, it's pretty common that when you throw up, you're, you're releasing some of that, you know, whether it's anger or sadness or fear. And as you kind of dump this out physically and uh, uh, energetically, you know, you, it's like a, a weight lifted off your chest. And then from there, you can kind of enter into a visionary state where you can, you know, if your eyes are closed, you'll slip in and out of consciousness where you're, you're just in the dream world, more or less, you know, if, uh, I guess how like a native American would describe it. Uh, you know, he's going to the spirit world, <laughs> yeah, you can, but it's not like watching a movie where you're just this third party. I mean, you really, whether you see, um, a dragon or some weird thing, or you talk to a snake, it's very personal, you know, whatever you see is, is really detailed for you. Um, so to give an example, cause that's kind of vague. My very first vision on my very first ceremony, uh, I was Natasha arguing with me, and it was every argument we had ever had in our entire relationship sped up. And I had her boobs, I had the hair, I was short, and I was looking up at me, screaming in my face, but everything that was coming out of my mouth was worded in a way that Kyle would understand it. And when I pulled out of that vision, I mean, I had just, overwhelmed with tears and, and uh, it totally changed kind of how I had felt about every individual argument we had ever had, you know, it just showed me a perspective shift in that. And uh, I knew there was love in, in every one of those arguments. I just through our own filters and our own emotional states. When you have those arguments, you don't necessarily receive what the other person's message is, but having gone through that vision, it, it opened me up and changed the way that I viewed our relationship and, and really, you know, that, that was just one piece. I had several more visions that that particular ceremony. Wow. And uh, each one is new. You know, they're different every single time. And every time there's new lessons, every time there's more realizations. And, and you go into it with an intention where you have, you know, this idea of what you want to get from it. And like they say, uh, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. And I think that I've gotten what I've needed from each one and then I've gotten material in each one too so now where were you and natasha when you guys did this we've been essential in south america and the, uh, different places where it's legal um i've heard there are places uh stateside where it might be a legal gray area so <laughs> being uh uh law-abiding citizens we wouldn't be able to talk about something like that if we knew of something like that <laughs> right uh, <laughs> But yeah, I do hear other people have found local places uh, throughout the U.S. where Chauvin uh, will come up from the Amazon and and bring their brew and, and their teachings and and you can do ceremonies that way. But every time we've done it has been in Central and South America where it's completely legal. No, every time I eat like a weed donut or something, I, I, I sort of have a, a little bit of an experience like this, not even close to what you're talking about. But but I always get nervous that I'm never going to get back to normal. Like I, like I always get like, oh, fuck, I'm, the rest of my life, I'm now going to be in this out-of-body experience. And then I finally go to sleep and I wake up and I have my own thoughts again. How long before you get back to being Kyle? Well, there's a huge difference, honestly. Huge I feel difference. like uh, 
cannabis edibles can be way stronger in terms of paranoia and, mm. and the holy shit factor. Um, generally, you know, when you have that feeling with an ayahuasca ceremony, it kind of comes to a boiling point and then there's a purge and then it's very peaceful. I mean, the euphoria is, is incredible and that's not necessarily why you do it. You do it for the work and, um, the realizations of what you get from it. But quite honestly, I think you have more of your whereabouts in that space than with any other psychoactive substance. I mean, you feel completely normal. You have your thoughts. You can really reflect, you know, when I come out of a vision and say there's 20 minutes before the next, I'm reflecting about that. I'm not, I'm not stoned. I'm not drunk. I'm not messed up in any way. You know who you're laying by. You know where you are. There's no, you're not confused. Yeah. Do you, you guys have sex on it or no? No. That's actually really frowned upon. In fact, you have to do uh, three days prior and three days after. You're not allowed to have any sex whatsoever. So there's a pretty strict protocol going into it with your diet, uh, what you cleanse, and not just you know fasting from certain foods, but also fasting from uh, violence, TV, any music. type of negative music, things like that. So it really is kind of comprehensive in, in uh, the foundation that you lay out going into it and then coming out of it as well. Wow. Now, Kyle, let's talk about your fighting for a sec. You've had some great fights in the UFC. Uh, I always thought one of your problems as a fighter was that you had too good of a chin uh, (laughs) or you could take a punch like I've never seen anybody take a punch before. Uh, Did you ever get nervous that you take too much damage? Completely. And uh, you know what? I actually, I I really agree with that statement. It wasn't until I fought Glover Teixeira where I just felt, just fucking annihilated after the fight. Like I was the only fight. And I talked about that on Rogan's where I was lost. I didn't know how to get back to the locker room. Um, and I couldn't ask anybody cause I didn't want to get an extra medical suspension. But uh, you know, thinking about that fight, that was a fight where I didn't have any facial fractures and that's happened in a couple other fights, obviously. But uh, in that fight, I mean, I really, I was dazed for a while, you know, and um, that's something, you know, you, you look back and everything I'm learning about health and longevity and, and how I can put good things in my body and change the way that I think and, and operate and feel good, all that shit aside is kind of like, man, how much of a toll is this taking on my brain right now? If somebody just kicked me in the face so hard that it, it busted my eye and my eyebrow. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really, really feel you on that, too. Like, that's my primary concern with fighting. Anything else that happens, bone or joint-wise, I know my body can heal, but the the repetitive brain trauma is really a really a serious thing. It is. And there's nothing, you know, there's no pension. There's nothing down, yeah. down the road for you, you know, to help you out. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. On, on a side note, Colleen, I think you have one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen. Like considering how much you train and how many fights you've had, you have a phenomenal face. For now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so honestly, I would rather have my face get messed up than my brain. I value That's the latter more. Well, Kyle's had some some teammates that were not much older than him who, while they're sparring or in training, they would be drooling and they wouldn't even know. Uh, so Is that because you walk by? It's one of those things where it's a, especially having children now and, and having that in the back of our, you know, his mind, our mind is not wanting to be, um, wanting to be just completely there for the kids as they, you know, as he ages, as they get older and not, uh, 
Yeah, if you hang out with older people and you see them forget their keys or they're having a conversation with you and they completely forget their train of thought and they're just the same story. Yeah, they tell the same (laughs) meet with them and they're telling the exact same story uh, because they completely forgot ever telling you. Those are normal people. You know, they're normal people in their 60s that are starting to slip in that direction. And they didn't get hit in the face for a living for, for an extended period of time. So. Yeah, it's, I never want to be in that position. You know, if you've ever seen somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia, yeah, that's not a pretty picture. I mean, you're basically a prisoner in your own body. You don't have your memories. And um, yeah, that you know, looking down uh, the light at the end of the tunnel for, for what we get paid and everything like that, I feel like I got everything I needed from fighting. Um, and obviously, you know, the losses played a huge factor. If I, if I had been winning those fights, uh, I might still be doing it, but considering the pay, the fact that I had to work two jobs the entire time I was in the UFC, uh, the juice really wasn't worth the squeeze anymore. How, uh, how close were you to uh, playing pro football? Not close at all. Uh, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I was really good and I could have played. Um, I could have started division one football on a lot of teams, but I walked on at Arizona state and I set the bench, you know, I made travel squad. Uh, they gave me a couple plays each game. Uh, I did really, really well against the starters in practice, but I never saw the field. So knowing that we had guys that started every game their entire career and still didn't make it pro. I mean, there really there was no chance of me going pro. That's why I started training in MMA. Are you, are you still suing the UFC? Yep, still suing them. That's still going on. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? It's going good. You know, it's a really long process. Um, I think what it boils down to is kind of exposing the the practices that they're doing as a monopoly monopsony and um, really just changing. I think what every major sport had to go through uh, the NFL went through it a couple of times in the seventies. And then again, in 2007, just think of a ballpark here when the NFL players went on strike in 2007, they were fighting for 55% of the revenue in which the owners would get 45%. And uh, the judges sided with the players and they ended up getting 55%. Now, it's estimated that the fighters in the UFC, total revenue, even with Connor's big payouts and guys like that, that it's still 15% to the fighters and about 85% to the owners. That's, that's not good. No bueno. No, it's no bueno. Yeah. And I outside mean, of just pay, things like, like health insurance and like you're talking about, we're, we're taking brain trauma that's going to affect us for the rest of our lives. And we're only receiving any revenue from this while we're actually doing it. I mean, a fighter's yeah, union is so incredibly <clears throat> necessary and important. Yeah, no, so much. To it. Yeah, there's really so much more to it than just pay. But that's just one one example for people to wrap their head around. But I mean, really, yeah, when you talk about medical insurance, the fact that they oh, we we're the first combat uh, combat sport to do medical insurance. Well, it's it's really injury insurance, you know, and you still have to pay fifteen hundred dollars out of pocket if you get hurt outside of a fight. So you still get a lot of fighters that go into the fight hurt. And then say, oh, hey, my shoulder went out in the fight. Yeah, you know, happens all the time. Please fix it free now. You know, <laughs> they got to wait to get to get healed up. So, um, you know, and, and really what it boils down to, too, is just not allowing fighters to shop around. I know plenty of guys who had one fight left on their contract and were forced to resign because if they said, no, I want to shop, then they got sat on the bench. That happened with Andre Arlovsky. It happened with a number of guys. And, and Arlovsky ended up, you know, they sat him for 11 months finally had him fight and they put him on the undercard against a really talented wrestler who they hoped was going to beat him. And, um, 
you know, just a lot of sneaky underhanded shit like that that goes on. So I think a fighters association and kind of bringing these things to light will, will really help change that in the future. Yeah. They just cut someone after a win recently who they cut. They cut someone last week after I think Mart Martins. They think they Lucas Martins. They cut somebody after a win last week. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rumors are that they're really trying to, to cut as many people as they can to kind of show that their profits are better because they're trying to sell. So they, they want to get rid of the company now and, and really show that there's not a lot of overhead and there's a huge profit margin and and they're doing whatever they can as a, as a corporation to make that happen. It's crazy. Man. I, I just, you know, it, 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 it is ridiculous. I mean, it's not even the UFC, though. It's also like when I when I watch like Bellator and the guy gets fifteen hundred dollars and he's on the main card of a fight on TV on Spike. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. The guy, yeah. the guy in the commercial made. 55 million times yeah. more than he did. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, look what happened with uh, Will Brooks. He's the champ. They didn't re-sign him. Uh, same thing with Ben Askren. Yeah. You could say what you want about, about their style. It doesn't matter if they have a boring style, if they're winning and they're the, the champions. I mean, that's it's ludicrous, the fact that they wouldn't be able to to have an option to re-sign themselves and, and to get guaranteed money and all these things that go, that go into these contracts in other sports especially as as a defending champion uh that is ridiculous uh on a lighter note so your sister's really hot natasha um <laughs> when you guys were growing up were you two the hot sisters in your town uh no i mean she was always the the hot sister because she i don't know she's always looked like that <laughs> but um we, I have two other sisters, a stepsister and two younger or three younger brothers. And, um, she, I don't know. She, I, I don't know if we were the hot, I don't think we were the hot sisters. Honestly, Come we on. were homeschooled. We were home. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, they were the hottest girls in their school. <laughs> you, you seem very socially well adjusted for someone that was homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my best friends all went to public school and um, like when we went to church, like all basically all of our friends were were in public school. But I think maybe because I had so many siblings and uh, well, I was homeschooled up until high school. So I did go to public school um, in high school. But uh, I think what helped is the fact that because we were homeschooled, I didn't I, it, all through middle school. I think middle school is worse than high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I never had any issues with like clicks or, or trying to fit in. Like I didn't, I didn't really care about that because I was older by the time I was around all of that. So I think because of that, it was never important to me. I didn't, I had friends in every circle in high school. I didn't care if people were Gothic. I didn't care if they were athletes or any of that. I was just kind of, I was, I I think I had a better um, foundation as to who I was and I kind of knew what I wanted, what I was going for. So, when I, yeah. When I was in high school, I had a really bad cauliflower ear and it would turn purple. And the only girls that thought they were cool were the gothic girls. I swear to God, the, the, the gothic <laughs> chicks were like, oh, you have such a cool ear. I'm like, oh, thanks. Because they were all like dark and shit. Um, now, was your hey, sister- was, that, They're probably pretty kinky, so you'd probably have a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I was, I was I was a big nerd <laughs> in high school. Now, were you, uh, was your sister the sluttier one? She was, right? <laughs> No, actually, uh, she was, she's actually more conservative. She wanted to, she'd actually made some jokes when, um, 
I was started ring girling again after having bear even before that. And she'd always make like little comments. Oh, maybe I'll do it. Ha ha ha. And so she did it enough to where I was like, I think you're really are interested in doing it. If you're interested in doing it, I'll, I'll, you know, get you in a show. So it was a huge for her. It was mostly like kind of trying something new, um, stepping out. Cause she's always been way more conservative. Um, she's never been drunk. She's never been to like a club and gone dancing. Like she's just very, um, I don't know the word, just wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, by the way, your butt got much nicer since having a kid, which Thank is, you. that's, that's not the norm though. Right. Normally girls get like soccer mom bodies and shit when they have kids, <laughs> but, um, I think so. Honestly, I have a lot to to thank for that. First of all, I couldn't run when I was pregnant. Bear was pretty low, so I felt like every time I ran, I felt like he was going to just fall out of my vagina. Um, <laughs> but so it was just uncomfortable. So I stopped running, but I, I knew I wanted to still be active. So Kyle would put me through like some basic weight training, and so I started doing like deadlifts and squats and a lot of kettlebell swings and just kind of switched up what I was doing. Cause running can definitely like running and yoga. If you just do running or yoga or running and yoga, you're going to have a flat pancake, butt. like, they're really not right. I always had a strong butt from running since eighth grade, but it was never, um, uh, I like my butt now <laughs> much better <laughs> because of the, the, the strength training really. Now I hear when you're pregnant, you're only supposed to do a doggy style. Is that true? I think we did a lot of different things. Mm. Are you familiar with the porn star Brianna Banks? Yes, I actually know her personally. Do you really? Yeah, she came to my show like two weeks ago. So you know the move where she lies down on the bed backwards <laughs> and then the guy kind of walks over uh, for oral? Uh, we haven't tried that yet, but I, I just went through my head for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was doggy style the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like if it wasn't doggy style, he can't like lay on my stomach. But towards the end, when you're in the third trimester, yeah, most of the time you're you're getting creative. There was a lot of fat people sex, like lying on our sides, you know, like <laughs> the teeth on. That's what hands. that's what I have usually. Uh, now, now, <laughs> now, Colleen, uh, do you want to have kids with Josh? You guys talked about it? Yeah, we have. I think we will. Mm, wow. It's going to be mm. one fucked up kid. I love it. Wow, thanks. thanks no, it's going to be it's going to be a beautiful kid. <laughs> uh, now I'm I'm looking at a picture right now uh, of you breastfeeding and Kyle licking one nipple and the baby licking the other. That might how be you, the greatest that sounds like a photo. great time. Uh, how did you find that because everybody every time I posted it it got um No, Twitter doesn't Twitter doesn't take oh, it down. Oh, that's right. It's still on Twitter. I was going to say Facebook and Instagram both <laughs> got um alerts because apparently that's worse than other photos people post or you know, any other thing, any photo shoots I've ever posted, no one deletes those. But breastfeeding my yeah. son and my husband at the same time. That's amazing. That is, that is amazing. <laughs> Kyle, how's breast milk taste? It's honestly, it's really good. It doesn't taste, well, <laughs> I should say, not all breast milk is the same, you know, no difference True. than if you get a yeah. grain fed cow versus a grass fed cow. But uh, yeah, Natasha's was great. So I, I was hooked up to the to the tap quite often. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, listen, you two, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys next time. You're going to be in L.A. for one on your nine? No, unfortunately. Well, I'll have to watch that. I work on weekends, so I'll be I'll be working and watching my man Luke seal the deal. Where are you, where are you working? 
Uh, I bounce and bartend on the weekends at a at a bikini bar. So if you're ever up here in the Bay Area, I'll take you to a fine establishment and show you a good time. <laughs> I, what's it called? Sporty's Bikini Bar. Now, now the problem with saying that is I'm going to get a bunch of fight fans in there like, oh, hey, man, you're, <laughs> you're that fighter guy. <laughs> Tell me how you're fighting. What's it like to get punched in the face? Uh, <laughs> well, listen, I will 100% take you up on that. Uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much for having us on. Oh, yeah, thanks, guys. It was nice an honor. to talk to you guys. Take care. Bye, Colleen. Bye. Okay. So Natasha's breast milk is sponsored by Tip a Fighter. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's uh, what I do during interviews. See, uh, I'm pretty sure you just have that picture saved on your phone already. That's how you found it. All right. Well, we had Natasha. It's called Division Ribeiro. <laughs> so we got a couple fights this week. Uh, uh, oh, but we'll talk about Bellator fights. See Bellator fights Friday night. Oh, okay, first of all, my I man. S- I saw that Dufresne missed weight and then beat Kuhn. She, I don't know if she's ever actually made weight. I can't believe the UFC kept her on for multiple fights when she really significantly missed weight for them. And I know she's had other fights before that that she missed weight for. She did, but she missed weight by five pounds and then tapped Marlies Conan. Yeah. Uh, yep. With a triangle, a it's basic a triangle from bottom. Not, not expecting that to happen. It but, just pisses me off to see her winning because she doesn't ever make weight. That You're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely right. Like so that, Colleen Schneider is calling you calling out. Alex no, it was friend. a bittersweet win because I want. If she would have made weight and, and pulled that off, it would have been awesome. Yeah, pregnant chick uh, had a baby. Well, yeah, she she was not pregnant while she right, was right, right, right. But had a baby, <laughs> first fight back. Can yeah. they do that? No, how good is Marlies Conan? I don't know. They much don't of- actually pregnancy test you anymore. Could we do like two pregnant chicks fighting in a cage and That's really fucked up, TV? I I maybe just grappling only, no strikes. Uh, yeah, that's that's still really fucked up. That's just- <laughs> um, now, by Marlos the way, I think Marlos is an excellent fighter, very well rounded, very skilled, and I I was really surprised that uh, Alexis tapped her that quickly, or at all, really. Um, and yeah, I was like, I think she was too. She didn't even shake her hand at the end. I think she was actually just pissed at like that. She was in shock. Yeah, I wonder if she caught. underestimated her going into it. Not to say Dufresne's not a good fighter. I think she is, but I mean, I think well, it was supposed to fight good. Julia Bud. Yeah, and then Bud dropped out, and then. See, we know our women's MMA here, uh, but but she, they were saying she's a legend. Is she like a legend? Legend? I don't know Marlis? much about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's been in the fight game forever, man. Yeah, she she gets that status in women's MMA totally. She she had the strike force title until Misha tapped her. Well, okay. Back when Misha was takedown Tate, not cupcake. Cupcake, really? Yeah, hmm. yeah. And Kunin's uh, like. She's one of the original, like not original originals, like Shayna. Like, well, no, Marlos has been fighting about been as long, long as Shayna. I think they're on the same timeline there. By the way, Karina Dam is looking for an opponent for Titan. Another F- fucking girl for Titan FC. They need a girl who's one thirty-five to or no one twenty-five. I'm like, wait, I'll go do it. One twenty-five <laughs> to fight her, but they won't provide transportation. Uh, like they're looking for someone in Florida to fight her, basically. So. Yeah, they, uh, they're like we're introducing a women's division in Titan FC, but we have one girl. Well, there was, but people were saying that like they they offered Bubba Jenkins fifty thousand to fight their champion, but they don't they can't fly a girl in like a three hundred dollar plane ticket. People were like, not so here, here you go, Titan FC. Maybe they need to go see neighbors too. Uh, Titan FC <laughs> is looking for a female flyweight for June tenth. This is an amazing opportunity to compete on the UFC Fight Pass. Anyone interested must have at least eight pro fights. And must be have a winning record. They also must be able to drive to Coral Gables. 
Right, but that's bullshit. Or you want to talk about things that just say, you know, we're just fighting in your fighters union. You want someone that has at least eight professional fights, is ready to fight a caliber fighter of Karina Dam, who's been fighting forever for fairly large promotion, and you're just saying, oh, well, we're, we're basically, we're going to give you publicity. You'll get to be on UFC Fight Pass, so. Well, you got to fucking drive here. Drive here and take whatever shit pay we're probably going to offer you. Seriously, serious inquiries only. This is an extremely amazing opportunity. Titan FC is known for treating their fighters first class. Please send a direct message. First class, first class driving to fight. <laughs> I know that's the only what thing. Is, where um, it's a little strange. What's Colleen Madero said? Was she one twenty five? That was fifteen, I believe. Was fifteen? She replaced Mizuki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, that's do you know 15. anybody that could fight her? At one twenty five. Down in Florida. What about you? You can make what, you make one twenty five by June tenth. Yeah, if I cut off a limb. <laughs> I could make 135 I right. you don't know anybody at 125 that could do a good I mean Dam's a pretty good fighter right and she's like supposed to be really yeah, good Dam's a good fighter um, she's had a number of fights that she's pulled out of because of visa issues that she's not been able to get up here so you know anybody that could do it no I, I mean dude, I feel like you put me that far right now there's a ton of girls like what about so ATT? ATT there's gotta be a 125 or an ATT right 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 or at the well no Black Zillions you could even go else. a little bit outside of there go to you know Going to Shreveport if, or Lafayette, Louisiana. If Titan Louisiana was willing or... to fly someone, that might help. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> That's Florida, a little weird. That is a little it's weird. Super weird. It's super weird. Yeah. I don't. Maybe their budget is just not all there yet. I mean, WSOS been around. Well, people just were. As long well, and... uh, I mean, the, they put this on like the underground. Uh, a lot of guys were actually. Uh... I'll cut to one twenty-five and put a wig on. <laughs> Somebody put this. Who's this guy? They put this as as, as like the meme. That's Farouk. <laughs> And all he does in WWE now is just say, "Damn, my god, my god!" This Karina, damn. People were like, a, a lot, a lot of guys are saying they do it. Some guy says, "I'll fight, but I won't cut weight." Uh, <laughs> somebody says, uh, "Good luck." I think it would look better if you put paid travel, prefer regional talent on the flyer. You're already asking for a significant established pro exactly. to come in and face a seasoned vet like Karina. Damn, good luck, though. I'll be watching on Fight Pass. Enjoy your fights. Uh, and then the guys, Jason, Jason has been on the show, says the reason for the drive is that we are looking for the best town in Florida has to offer. I, I have said this time and time again, travel will be paid and most times miles cost as much as a flight. Please understand this is strictly myself and my no, team no, trying to find a local hidden gem we can build that's up. That's like the most political that's, answer that's ever. That's such a like, bullshit answer. Miles, when, so when they pay you to drive somewhere, they give you gas money, right? Yeah. It does not cost the same as a flight. Yeah. So that's, that's what's going on right here. Um, that that's like there. It sounds like their way of like politically like it, this is why we're doing it. But if you really like read between the lines, you still look really shitty that you're not going to pay somebody. And then Jefferson I mean, Darcy Choke wrote, "I know a waitress, but at least 150 unsanctioned fights lives near Tampa. <laughs> she do this and then pull a double shift at the diner afterwards. <laughs> Think a miniature Shirley from What's Happening. <laughs> I found her on Plenty of Fish, <laughs> so um, I'm sure Titan can start looking there. <laughs> Lots of tough Florida chicks there. <laughs> That's the thing. You put this on the underground, you're going to get funny responses. You know, uh, you, can, you can't. You can't even be promoting it on the underground. Well, they should be putting it like. Underground's going to call you out on what a, a kind of bullshit offer that is. <laughs> you might as well put it on fucking Craigslist. And looking for a fighter. Somebody wrote, "I hope they find a damn opponent." <laughs> 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 Someone said, "I want to see her match up with Usada." <laughs> yeah, there's times in her career where that would not have been a good matchup. And then Wampa Stampa wrote, "I identify as a lesbian female. I'm in." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, "In for Fallon Fox." Uh, I don't this, even think she could make 125. No, yeah, that's hilarious. This is really, really funny. 
Uh, yeah, so people are actually worried about their world-class treatments. They're, like, making jokes about all that. And then, of course, this thread goes on for, like, a while. Because it's the UG. And as for your question, I think it's, you know, Titan has one thing as a budget, and Jeff Aronson has a different bank account. Because Jeff was the one that said he was going to put the money in for Bubba. Yeah. But Titan as a whole... I mean, this is this is their first girl. They're not going to throw everything they have into it. Same way as Bellator. They have 125 girls division. There's two fucking girls in it. Well, but then, then you shouldn't have signed Karina Dam, right? Because the commission's not going to approve someone with less than eight fights, I assume is why they're asking for eight. But if you're asking for a flyweight that's had more than eight professional fights, that's a certain level of fighter that you've said, okay, so you can't you can't say we want this, but we're not going to put the money into that. Yeah. If Otherwise, just start with two low-level girls and do that. I yeah. think also the issue is... Um, you know, there's a lot of issues in, in, in this, this whole thing. But like exactly you said, you get it. You you can't just it, if they would have said, okay, looking for a male 135 pounder with experience, there'd be a lot of guys. But the female fighting bubble is so small. There's a 125 pound girl who's seven and one or six and two. You you, you all know who she is. Yeah. You know, there if it was a guy that you could probably could get a, you can get yeah. away with that. Oh, you, you could say, oh, here's a guy. You know, blah 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 blah. Let's just do it. With girls, it's just different. If you did that out in Florida, you could walk into ATT and throw a paper airplane, and the first person it hits would probably be able to take that fight. And get busted with steroids. That um, too. Now, uh, by the way, I am going to be doing that show. Uh, I'm not going to my high school reunion. I'm doing the show looking for a fight. Uh, but, but they're taping this uh, comedy special. If you want to come, it's uh, Dana White, Matt Sarah, and Nick the Tooth are doing comedy along with me, Brian Cowan, and David Spade at the Laugh Factory. Uh, tickets are $10. It's so a 6 o'clock show. So they're actually going to get up on stage and yes. do Really? Yes. It, yes. When is that? Uh, June 5th, the day after 199. Are you going to 199? No, two days after. Two days. Oh, no. It's, not, it's a Monday night, Staples, right? Huh? Or no, it's Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday night. So it's the... It's the, the fifth, Yeah, right? Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day is at Staples downtown. The yeah. Forum. The Forum. Are you going? Oh, I don't have tickets. Why? Josh doesn't get tickets? He can get tickets. He doesn't like to ask. I hear you. He's a nice guy. What does he do? He's always filming a movie. Every time I text him to come yeah, to a show. He actually has... Do you know who Michael Jai White is? Yeah, yes. of course. Never Black Back Dynamite. Down 3. Black Dynamite is like one of the best movies ever. But um, yeah, he filmed Never Back Down 3 with Michael Jai White. And uh, so they're kind of like the, the main and co-main in that. And they filmed it over in Thailand and it comes out in I think about two weeks. Yeah, I think it's June because Quadros was telling me. <laughs> yeah, Quadros is in it. Yeah, Quadros is in it too. He did a Josh did this movie called Absolution with Steven Seagal, and they actually did a limited theatrical release. So I went to Burbank and got to watch him <laughs> in a movie with uh, Steven Seagal no way. in the movie theater. <laughs> How was that? Uh, it was kind of trippy. Josh did great. Seagal, I can't believe anyone still funds him to be in movies anymore. It's just like if you tried to make, he's like beyond a stereotype of who he is. Yeah, he did a he did an AMA on Reddit. Dude, look, look that shit up. It was hysterical. Everyone was just ripping him apart the whole time. <laughs> so good. I don't think it was really him, though, right? No, 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 no. You can tell it was actually from the way he was answering questions. You could tell it was really him. No way. He's just so in his own world. <laughs> now, by the way, so this week, there's a couple of good fights. CB's going to the fights this Sunday. I wish I was going. I'm doing a show in uh, Tapona, Nevada. Which is, by the way, has the World Arm Wrestling Championship in the same town I'm in the same day. You're gonna see a friend of mine if you go to the arm wrestling. Throw your hat in there. Absolutely not. If you see, if you go to the arm wrestling thing, there's a friend of mine that's competing. He just beat the number one ranked arm wrestler in the world. His name's Scott Mendelson. This dude can bench. I think he broke the record. He benched something like thirteen ten. Was that at a take place at like a Denny's, the number one championship, or Mm -hmm. no? 
It's like a big deal, right? No, it, it, there, I, this kidding. is like one of the like. This is starting to like come up and and be noticed by people. It's I'm very I'm, 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 I'm pissed. X arm never took off. That was the greatest thing. You ever see X arm? Yeah. You ever watch that? I fought a girl in MMA who had done X arm fights. So I'm going to scout footage on her, and all this X arm stuff. It's comes two up. guys do arm wrestling, and with their free hand, they punch each other in the face. Yeah. So we're we're actually <laughs> our wrists are bound together with the arms that we're arm wrestling, and with the other arms, we can punch each other, and you can win by knocking them out or by didn't Todd Duffy do it? Arm wrestle. Did he? I think he. And obviously, you see some guy like just hanging off the thing. He's knocked out while another guy does the arm wrestling. <laughs> I'm surprised this thing never took off. You look up X arm that you'll, you'll laugh your ass off. I'm more excited for the bare knuckle boxing championship. Yeah, we're going. I, I might go to that. I don't know, it's in June. You're, I thought we were doing the whole fucking the, the it's Periscope the day podcast. after Titan FC uh, is the bare knuckle boxing championship between Shannon the Cannon Rich. Shut up. Yes. The guy who knocked out your ex-boyfriend, yeah. uh, he's fighting Bobby Gunn, who's 72-0 and 0 in bare knuckle boxing. And we have like three friends That's that have amazing. thrown their hat in. Is that, where is that? Florida. It's in Florida. Oh, and Rudy Morales. But it's on pay-per-view. Like it's, it's on, what is it, internet pay-per-view or TV pay-per-view? Uh, he's saying it's going to get a million buys. I don't know if it's going to get a million but buys. I, I will pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> How much could it be? 10 bucks? I might bucks? get a flat screen just for I have that. one for you. <laughs> really? Yeah, I told will you. you I will you come over and you. watch the bare knuckle? Yeah, bare knuckle boxing party. Yes. Uh, so I actually have a TV for you. Uh, thank you. You can keep it. Really? Yeah. Huh, thank you. Uh, I'll call, pick it up today. Uh, you don't have to pick. I was going to bring it, but if I you ever do that again, I, I, I'm, I'm not taking it. Um, <laughs> now, what we were saying, uh, bare knuckle boxing. Uh, oh the, yeah, the fight card this week. Uh, this week. So Sarah McMahon is fighting Jessica I. Who wins that fight? I think I wins that fight. Really? Yeah, I think McMahon is obviously a phenomenal wrestler and has so much potential, Potential, but I don't think she's transferred her skill set into MMA. You think she well. wants to fight? Or she's just good at it? I don't know. Sometimes I, don't know. I think she's I too don't, nice. I don't know her well enough to, to, to know that, you know? Hmm. But I, I, I just don't feel like she's taken the skills that she's had and turned them into what she needs to do with them to be effective in MMA. So I think I wins that fight. They're both kind of hot in like a... In like a like girlfriend, I would, like those. I think are, Jessica's hotter than Sarah, though. I, you know what? I, yeah, I, I think they're both girlfriend material. Like they're not like uh, one night stand. Like I'm just gonna go bang them and then not talk to them. They seem like just cool chicks you could train with, and I don't know. <laughs> seem, they seem fun. They definitely look like they could rip your dick off. Uh, I, I told you that one time. Yeah, I think Jessica would be nice about it. One time I hooked up with a, a female fighter. And the, well, a couple times, but anyway, I was gonna say, one, one time um, for this story, and the girl gave me, uh, it's not Gina, by the way, the story's not about Gina, uh, but the, <laughs> the girl gave me a, uh, a blowjob, like, I never, my, did, more semen came out of my dick because of that grip strength than ever, it was like I was depleted of all my, my, like, ball sack semen, so anyway, just so you know, does that happen with you, you seem like you have a good grip. Which, uh, all right, so um, now, next question. He's going to like bear it, like <laughs> fucking bust it. We don't even know where he is, but he's going to come running through the door. And just start he's grabbing up Melrose right yeah. now. He's going to be like one of those cartoon things Murder where Adam. his body silhouette <laughs> is knocked out of the door. Exactly. All right, so uh, also, Cody. Cody No Love is fighting Tomas Almeida in the main event. Both undefeated. I think Cody takes this. Uh, I'm on Team Cody for this fight. You? Uh, Tomas Almeida all day. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to knock out Cody. Come trains, on. Trains with Makako. And, uh, the who's who's Makako? Makako is, is like a Brazilian legend in MMA. Fought Jose uh, Pele a few times. Has has been fighting forever. And this dude's notorious for outside of the cage fights as well. 
But I think Tomas. Uh, Have you heard I of Bacaco? Think... No, Stevie's making me feel very uneducated. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> um, like I a just, porn star, Macaco. <laughs> I just think it means monkey in Portuguese. Oh, really? Yeah, his real name is uh, George Patino. He he learned Portuguese so he could ask hang out with fighters. That's no, funny. I learned Portuguese so I could talk to the Brazilians at Extreme Couture. Oh, wow. And then furthered it to be able to. How talk well do you speak Portuguese? A little, en- enough to like. At this point, be able to talk to him for a brief second, and I understand more than I can speak, but I still, I'm still learning. So, okay, so who do you like in this fight? Makako's boy or uh, Cody Garbrandt? Well, my, my initial reaction was to say Cody takes it, but <laughs> CB seems to know more about this than I do, so maybe I'm wrong. Everybody on the show says that. No, he, this, guy's, this guy's great. Thomas Almeida is 25-0 and 0 or something. He's 22-0. But he's been hurt before. And I think, like, uh, what's his name? Brad Pickett hurt him. Not that Cody's been knocked out, too, in the amateurs. But I was going to say, he, Brad Pickett hurt him, and then he threw a double, a flying double knee and fucking just iced out uh, Pickett. Yeah. And he also knocked the fuck out of uh, Anthony Burchak. Yeah, that, I think Burchak fought a dumb fight in that one. It's like you go up against a, a striker, and you fight a striker's fight when you're a, a wrestler. You know, it could go either way. It's going to be a great fight either way. I Who think. else is on the card? Uh, the co-main event is Hannah Burrell making his 145 debut against, against Jeremy Stevens. Ooh. It's another mm. fucking knockout war. I think Stevens wins. I, I honestly, I think Stevens might be too much for him, but you never know with Burrell. And, uh, Colleen? I'd call Jeremy Stevens on that one. I think Why? he's just got the power. Um... I mean, he's he's really. I feel like Burrell lost his power against TJ Dillashaw. I was going to say TJ had the power to yeah. knock Burrell out, so you're going up ten more pounds. Yeah, and Stevens used to fight at lightweight. I think Stevens' power, he's got to land. But a, I, he was a small lightweight. What, what else we got? Um, well, Tarek Safadine might be out. We're waiting for doctor's okay. diagnosis. Uh, you got Chris Camozzi and Vitor Miranda. I I don't even fucking know in that one. They're both great fighters. Very talented. I hope Chris wins. I like Chris. Go on. Um, Masvidal and Lorenz Larkin. That's, that's, Ooh, that's fight of the night right that's, there. That's There's a lot of fight of the night potential on that card. But that one, Masvidal and Larkin. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Where is this card? Vegas. Sunday at uh, Mandalay. I'm getting in. I'm driving in Wednesday night. So I'll be there for a few days, yeah. hanging out. I'm nice. cage side at the fight. I can't wait. Look at you, um, baller. Yeah, okay. you said McMahon and I, and then you got two friends of the show. You got Al Joe and Brian Caraway. Ooh, oh man, Al Jermaine Sterling, Brian Caraway. You know, it's like did we did we negotiate the winner gets the tips of the other? I don't know if Caraway signed up for that, uh, but hopefully, uh, once again, Al Jermaine Sterling with tip a fighter. Let's tip this guy if he pulls off the, the fight against Caraway. This is a tough fight because I think Caraway's got the experience. I think Caraway's a better grappler. I think Aljo is Caraway's a good grappler. Very underrated grappler. I, I understand that, but we're talking about Aljo. We're talking Aljo Mayton Sterling. I think Aljo's a better striker, better on his feet. Who a better, better jiu-jitsu? He's a better athlete. I think Caraway better jiu-jitsu. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I think a straight grappling, Caraway wins. So who'd you parlay and who's your safety? Fuck. In this fight, who wins this fight? Man, I mean, Aljamain came on the show. He helped me coach wrestling for little kids. Uh, and he's good friends with Junior Amazon. And he's good friends with my, my, my co-coach. 
Whereas Caraway, I hung out with in Vegas. We had a great so night. You're just basing this on there. <laughs> he, he does this every two weeks ago. He did a pr- he did a disclaimer on the show that I wasn't here for. None of this. I like this person and la la la. And then the next week, he's like, "Well, they've been on the show, so I got to go for her." I'm yeah, like, "What they, happened to that?" Well, fuck that. If they, if they come, no, no, that's not what happened. Tyler said, "Well, this guy's a great fighter," but then he picked up against him. I said, "You can't say this guy's a great fighter." I don't. We know he's a great. You fighter. said you can't pick on liking someone. Oh. Well, and then you you're like, well, Heather's been on the on the show, so I can't pick against her. Yeah, I can't do that. Didn't uh, you say like a month ago that you were gonna tr- try and stop um, trying to please everybody all the time? And- I can't do that, dude. I'm <laughs> I, I'm in therapy uh, twice a month. Uh, twice a month? Yeah, it was, I was every, in like twice a week. I, I and you should be twice a day. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is is that my ther- yeah you're right my ther- I'm, I'm working on that in therapy I was I was going four times a, a month we're definitely in LA you, right now but then do you bet the same way <laughs> do you bet based on who you like or do you bet when you're like who you truly believe depends if it's a friend of mine I'll bet on my friend because I'm happy for that person and I'm and I want them to is win. Is that why you put fifty on Leslie Smith against Cyborg? I didn't do that actually because I don't want to. <laughs> well, the odds are so nuts on that that that's not a bad thing to throw some money on Leslie. With. Well, it's the Just same because... thing as as uh, you know Bisping's like a plus six twenty. Well, I don't want to do right online now. gambling though. That's the thing. I don't like giving my credit card to online gambling because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like if I if I win, they're gonna say my, my bet didn't go through. I only. Well, bet no, I wouldn't do Vegas. that. But like you know, Bisping's plus six something against Rock. Rockhold's a minus like 1,000 right now Yeah, for next week against Bisping. We'll talk about Caraway versus Aljamain. Let's stay on the, the, the topic. I'm just... Uh, who do you like in this fight, Colleen? I actually don't even know who the other guy is that Caraway's fighting. Aljamain Sterling is an undefeated prospect out of uh, Matt Serralongo, black, uh, athletic as hell, uh, very underrated. all finishes except for one? Just, just Submission a- finishes or what? Yeah, I think last, but like last basic submission was, finishes. But I think, oh no, and actually won. He hit, hit one that was really nice. Johnny he Eduardo, he put in a guillotine from Mount, and then he like got up and pulled his his neck up, and it looked like he was going to rip his head off. But his before shoulders. that, though, he did something from like the the bottom against. Oh yeah, he did a bottom arm triangle on a guy and finished it against mm. uh, against a good one against the Asian dude against uh, against I think the guy who like fought for the title against uh, was it Wineland? No, no, like. I don't know who it was. It was somebody good he did it against. Uh, Aljo's very, very, very talented. Uh, what, am I thinking Horiguchi for some fucking reason? No, he's wrong a, division. He's a 25er. Uh, who do you I love against? Horiguchi, though. He caught I'm somebody. Right now. He caught somebody. Anyway, so, fuck, in this fight, so... Oh, Takei Mizugaki. Yeah. Oh. See, I knew it was somebody good, an Asian. So, who do you, so you're, you're going for Aljamain. I got Aljamain all day. Man, it's just Of course, hard. I got to see Caraway this week, so... I just like Caraway. As, I like Aljamain. But Aljamain has called out Caraway and called him a bitch and said he's hiding under Misha's titty and, and all this shit and called his, called his home and like prank called him like, on his cell phone, like all this shit. Like Caraway just takes so much shit from everybody because he's fucking Misha Tate that I almost feel bad for the kid. And when I hung out with him, he was such a sweet guy. Until he goes home at night and closes the front door and gets a nail Misha Tate. And then well, you don't feel I, bad I mean, for him anymore. sticking a huge fucking vibrator in his ass. And, and anyway, but no, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I'm too, too close. I, I think it's going to be a draw. I'm, I'm calling the draw. Dr- oh, There's, been a a draw. <laughs> There's been a few lately. There's been a few lately. Lamest cop out. <laughs> Who do you think wins this fight? I'm going to say Caraway, even though that was a, a nice little profile on the other guy, just because I don't actually know who the other guy is. Do you like so, Caraway? Yeah. I know him. Any, anyone that you don't like in this world? Something like everybody. <laughs> I, I 
tend not to uh, take things to, I don't know, people do shitty, stupid things, but you only, it bothers you if you choose to allow it to bother you. Right. So I just don't hold on to that shit. So far. Plus, so, she's dating Josh Barnett, so if anybody gets out of line, he, he murders <laughs> but hey, hey, I can I can murder people myself. <laughs> so before Josh, it was John Wood. Who was before that? Tank Abbott? Uh, who, totally who? was banging Tank Abbott. And, Dan, and uh, Don Fry, actually. <laughs> Same time. Was it a fighter before Same that? Same time. No. I'm seeing a pattern here. No, it was, was, not, it, it was not a fighter before Rand, that. Was it Randy? It was not a fighter before that. Was it a gym owner? No. No affiliation with fighting in any way, shape, or form. Was it a rock star? No, no. Uh, was it a chemist? No. Was it someone famous? No. An act, really? Artist, but not famous. Mm. Was it a, uh, huh, I don't know. Let's, let's not play this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. A very interesting person, Colleen. I'm telling you, I, I really think that you and Josh are, are going to get married and have kids. And have frightening babies, according to you. No, have, frightening. have amazing frightening kids. Babies. Or, or, you the guys, best, or the best fighters ever. Or they're going to go kids. like natural born killers and go on a killing spree and just start murdering people around the country. That'd be cool, too. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I could totally see that. I love that movie. A good movie. Yeah. Well, listen, what do you so Colleen, what do you have coming up? Um, Honestly, I, I don't know. I just fought for Invicta. I want to get back in there and fight again. So whenever, whenever they book me, and in the meantime, maybe I'll do another pro wrestling match. Nice. I think of a nickname for you, though. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, you, you come up with a nickname and a gimmick, and uh, if I like it, maybe we'll, we'll go with it. All right. And what do you got coming up? Uh, I'll be in Vegas Wednesday night through Sunday night from Ada Garbrandt. If you listen to the show, you're going to Vegas with fights. Did you call that up. guy, by the way? Did I call what? And someone said they wanted you to call their friend? Yeah, so, okay, so yeah. So the other day, I get a message on Facebook from, uh, shout out to Tanner Gale for hitting me up. He goes, my brother's birthday is on Sunday, my little brother. He's 17 years old. He's one of the biggest Conor fans, huge UFC fan. The By the way, he has five Conor McGregor tattoos. All right, go on. Anyways, every week, every fucking week. <laughs> go on. Um, and he says, you know, he's a huge Conor fan. He, he watches UFC like almost as much as you do. Would there be any way that you would call him Sunday for his birthday and just talk to him for a little bit? I said, yeah, no problem. That's cool. He said he's a huge fan of the show. And um, so I called the kid yesterday and we spoke for about 40 minutes. You upcoming UFC events, what's going on with Connor, how's everything going, talking to him. He trains at Power MMA with Ryan Bader and Aaron Simpson and those guys. And um, just had an awesome conversation. I'm uh, Noah, it was nice talking to you, man. If you listen to the show, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it just, it warmed my heart to have people, you know, recognize me and ask me to do something like that. It was really, really awesome. You're a nice guy for doing that. And yeah, my mom cool. and girl both think it was adorable and cute that they asked me, but, you know, Psycho does all, Psycho knows all. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, by the way, tomorrow night I will be in San Diego at the Madhouse Comedy Club. No, you won't. I thought that was Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Wednesday night, right. Dime bar tomorrow night. Yeah, dime bar tomorrow night. Tuesday night at the dime bar. Uh, and living night. with funny tomorrow night. Yes, tomorrow night on Oxygen. Watch my TV show. Living with funny. What did you ever do without him? I, he's the best. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I did without him. I was I was I was lost before I met CB. Uh, so by the way, and that guy who hit me up saying it was the lamest thing ever that I got mad. That oh, that CB's, was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was so funny. I got mad because I, I went on Periscope to talk to the fans. I showed it to my mom, and he kept jumping on the Periscope and answering all the questions. So I got irritated with him. I said, "Dude, let me talk to the fucking people directly." And then somebody hit me up and said I was being mean to him, and that that was lame. 
so I, I, I agree. It was kind of lame. You're right. I, I will, I will adhere to that. <laughs> I will admit when I'm being lame. Um, I, there has been many times I've been lame in my life. Uh, so tomorrow night, watch living with funny on oxygen. I go on a date with Jessica Penny. Uh, it goes horrible. Uh, so Jessica Penny tells me why our date went wrong. Also, Juliana Pena uh, is gives me dating advice on the show. So I got two females. In Not the- someone you should be taking dating advice from. Juliana, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so Juliana gives me dating advice and Jessica Penny tells me where our date went wrong as well as I went on a date with... Um, uh, uh, so with, with a bunch of people, my ex-girlfriend Chloe's on the show. She tells me what went wrong as well as uh, uh, my other friend, uh, Jennifer Corbin. Who Did you ever get positive feedback? A, uh, yeah, well, it's helped me. I have a girlfriend <laughs> now and all this stuff has helped me, who's a uh, playmate as well as Jenna Lewis from Survivor. We went on a date also. And she tells me why our relationship didn't work out. So uh, tomorrow night, you could watch uh, uh, four girls that I went out with in the past tell me why it went wrong. Um, uh, on Oxygen, and all, it's on 11 times this week. And then July 4th, uh, or July 5th, I have a new show on True TV called um, The Best. It's about the wedding that I did where I got attacked at the wedding for doing comedy. If you look up Comedian Attacked at Wedding on YouTube, a guy, uh, so that's going to be on a new show on True TV. So make sure you watch that. Um, this Wednesday, I'm at the Madhouse Comedy Club. I'm in uh, to. Tonoma, Nevada, Sunday night, Tonoma, I think that's what it's called. Uh, Oh, no, uh, Tonopa, Tonopa, Nevada, uh, this Sunday night. And then uh, I'm in Rochester, New York in June, as well as Fresno, as well as Hollister, as well as Calgary doing stand-up comedy. So I want to thank everybody for being on the show. Colleen Schneider. Thank you, Don Fry. (laughs) Kyle Kingsbury, (laughs) Natasha Wicks. CB, thank you. Thank you, Brian, uh, from Milk Money. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you can hit me up, Adam Comedian or MMA Roasted. You guys are great. Take care. Bye-bye.